0: That was like a box of chocolates. There's no place like. You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready
1: for my close
2: up. Nobody puts baby
1: in. I could have been a contender.
3: He's looking at you, kid. Here's
0: Johnny. Very
3: particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make
0: my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus.
1: Shall off to my new friend.
0: Why, so serious?
3: You
1: shall not pass!
3: Welcome to the first episode of Real Features podcast. Um, I'm your host Paul Cookson, and I've got uh, two very special guests with me today. We've got Paul, the stimulus package bonadío. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you, Paul. Lovely intro. Thank you.
3: <laughs> and Slam and Sam Lavery. Oh,
2: hi. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Hey, Pauls. I mean, there's two Pauls here. Paul squared, which Doesn't is a right. which is pretty
0: good. Yeah, it's true. Well, thank you for having us, Paul. Looking yeah. forward to this. This could be a tour de force of movie talk tonight. <laughs> <I'm> very excited. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we thought, look, we'll start with, I guess, we are going to talk a little bit about Corona, and then we're going to try and move on pretty damn quickly, because this is going to be a little bit of an escape for all of us. Um, We're all in quarantine, Um, we're quarantined quarantined in a room right now, drinking beers, Mm -hmm. Um, and we just want to talk a little bit about movies, so... Um, I guess we'll sort of dive straight into it, but, um, yeah, I guess like, as we know, coronavirus is, uh, certainly having an effect on the movie industry and TV series at the moment, a lot of things delayed. There's not much to watch really out there at the moment, um, A lot of films, I think, we've got Matrix, we've got um, Avatar Mm -hmm. and um, some of the Marvel films, a lot of things being delayed, even TV series as well. Yeah. Um, Not a whole lot on, so interesting time. It's a
2: crazy time to be alive because it's just society as a whole, it's just like movies is just killing us, sports gone, movies, you can't leave the house. What is there? Yeah. What is there, guys? Well,
0: well, you know what there is. Yes. You flip that coin. Uh huh. Okay. You can watch some of the movies you've always been meaning to watch but have never had the yeah. time. You've got a whole catalogue of 100 odd years of movies that you can indulge in right here and now.
2: Let's quickly go around the room. Okay. Top two movies you want to see right now that's oh, on your list. Geez. Top two. Sam. As in, as in past ones or yeah, current whatever. ones. Yeah, whatever. Just something you, you think you should watch. You know mm, that that's you want to over this tough quarantine, question.
0: or even rewatch something Actually, you've really enjoyed. There is one I want to watch. It's a Gilmore Del Toro one, The Devil's Backbone. Okay, that I've yeah. always wanted to watch, and I right haven't got around to it yet. So yeah, right I'm looking forward him, yeah. to that.
3: It's a good one. Say one that's I think getting a lot of workout from a lot of people, and i mm-hmm. I probably uh, very relevant. But it's uh, Contagion. I think that's oh, getting a big time workout. Like, I watched it the other night. You did, yeah. You know What'd what you is funny
2: about that? Well, not that funny. You rewatch it. <laughs> And it is literally, it's the story that we're going through right now. It's pretty much a documentary. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just the virus is more aggressive, which, you know, at the end of it, you're like, oh, thank Christ. It's not Mm. that full on. But Mm. it is eerily to the point where, you know, the... The, the disease comes from China or whatever through a bat and it's like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ
3: you know the movies that are going to come out of this once we clear it as well like they're just going to flood you know you can imagine yeah. like that's yeah. easy money like people would want to see it's like all the doomsday sort of films yeah. are out there oh, yeah. and this is like the real life one
0: it's like yeah. when Matrix came out Romeo Must Die had like a million of those type of movies yeah. where people were doing acrobats in the air yeah, yeah. 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 Jet
2: Li was in a lot of them. Jet DMX. <laughs> DMX, yeah. yeah, DMX did oh, some <laughs> <laughs> Horrible DMX. Uh,
1: hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, Contagion, yeah. not to be confused with Outbreak. Very yeah, similar. Which one do you, you guys like out of
2: them? I'm almost for Outbreak more, just 90s nostalgia. But that cast, Rene Russo.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got
2: Hoffman, Kevin Spacey before yeah, he was anyway, cast. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Huge
3: i mean, almost to follow on to your your question originally. So mm-hmm. it's like, what are you? What's your favorite Doomsday film? Like, would... do you include zombie films in that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Doomsday. One of the Dead.
2: Shaun, no. Shaun of the Dead is a
0: great movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. Oh, I love those sort of movies as well. Not my favorite. But there was one that really snuck up on me, and I'm I'm, I'm going to actually forget the name. It had Melissa George in it. Wow, that, nice. and that sounds nice. like it's really bad. And Ethan Home Away, I believe. No, incorrect. <laughs> I'm not going to remember what it was. It was a vampire I mean, that was another movie. Another <laughs> <to hate time. laughs> <laughs> But I like those situational movies where you're like in a house and yeah. you have to work together with everybody yeah. else. I feel like if I'm in that house, I'm going to be the guy that turns on everybody. In Do you reckon you'd really yeah. Yeah. you just I'll steal Fold. the flower. Just, yeah, yeah, I'll have sex with your wife. It's <laughs> yeah. all going on. Dude, yeah. You're the worst. Yeah, no. I'm way. glad we're uh, trapped in this room together. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was a big fan of Independence Day. Independence Day yeah. back in the day that was mm. a classic. it yeah. probably doesn't hold up as well this day, but uh, it's still a cheesy, very that's still a good film. That yeah. speech as well, amazing. Oh, Pullman, Bill oh, Pullman. I want to see best. Scomo pull out one of those yeah. type of speeches. it be waiting a while. Anyway, I guess to move on from uh, Corona. or probably one last thing is I. Uh, yeah, I guess the other thing is um, cinemas are shutting down, so we're also seeing a lot of movies going straight to digital as well. So it's a different world at the moment. Mm um should be interesting but um I guess the other thing so part of this podcast we're also going to go through um the annual annual top 10 films um which we usually we've been doing for over 10 years now um, and also um we've got a, a bunch of movie awards and just to clarify as well this is for 2019 um, movies that we're and TV series that we're talking about a little bit delayed but um Corona will do that too you so yeah. um but yeah um I guess as part of that, as well, as we've been doing the top tens for a little while, we are seeing a, a pretty big shift, and we've probably seen that the last 20 years. That, um, a lot of movies these days, there's not a whole lot of uh, originality, Glove. Um, we're seeing a lot of remakes, sequels, and uh, comic books these days. Mm. Which, yeah,
0: here's the thing with that, Cook Daddy <laughs> and, and Sam, yes. Um, Paul, my apologies. Um, the thing with, and it's pretty obvious, but predictability is profitability, isn't it? At the end of the day, you're always going to get a certain amount of people going to the cinemas to see these remakes, these sequels, because they're safe choices. And that's only going to hurt us in the long run. You want to see some original content. There were It was a pretty good year for movies, I thought, last year. But again, and we're going to disagree on a few of the, yeah. the, the, the Marvel type yeah, things. Okay. And all like that, yeah. A bit of, bit of back and forth. Stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Because, you know, where do you have your big blockbusters these days that are original, like your Jurassic Park, like the your do that. Yeah, you but they're the still occasion. a remake.
2: Yeah, well that's true. That's mm. true. Actually, it's a comic book too. So, but it is. Yeah, you're right. They're few mm. and far between. So, but it, they prey on nostalgia and you know formulas, and yeah. that's and it's a formula that's proven, as I think you said. Mm. So they know that's a moneymaker, and that's look the big budgets, big actors. There's very few actors that say no to them. There's only a handful. I think what. Bradley Pitts yeah. hasn't yeah. jumped on, yeah. Johnny Depp, Leo. So there's some big names, mm. but it's it really that's very few. Yeah. Very few.
3: Most people jump on. It's pretty safe, I think, because sometimes the original films, um, yeah, sometimes you can lose a lot of money on it, whereas it's mm. proven that the remakes, the sequels, the comic books, just easy money. And if we look even at the top 10 um, grossing films of all time, actually recently a lot of the Disney remakes, so I'm talking The Lion King and things like that, they've actually crept in the top 10 grossing films and we're just talking a remake. Of, Even the remakes? Yeah, yeah. Which is Making insane. a lot of money. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon, which does make the, the top 10. Especially when you're sort of doing that balance of, um, you know, good remakes and sequels compared to the shit ones. Um, generally, they're pretty average, I think, overall. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Unless they, they inject something completely fresh and new into it, it's yeah. just going to be another psycho. I don't know if you ever saw the remake of that. Yeah. Vaughn. It's Sean, Vince Vaughn, shot yeah. scene for scene. Yeah. yeah. And Hesh, I believe, was yeah. in that too. Yeah. And God bless her. God bless. Yeah. Him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I guess that also means that uh, we're also seeing a resurgence of um TV, mm. um, you know, some big actors and things like that um appearing in a big budgets um. And and I guess that's also comes with the stem of um, what we're seeing online with Netflix and and this year you know or, or last year as well, Amazon Prime, Disney, and Apple all all competing in that space. So that they've got a lot of money behind. Them. These are big brands. They've got a lot of money, and that they want it to be successful, knowing that's the future. So TV series are getting massive names. It's no longer a TV series is a joke. Really, it's it's No, no. well these companies
2: that you were just talking about. I mean they. Are doing what the studios did of yesteryear. So they'll give actors five picture deals or TV shows like there's certain projects and they'll just say, hey, we're going to pay X amount. You know, a prime example, Sandler. Yeah. I know, he'll feature in the top 10 prominently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But, you know, he gets these massive picture deals with like Netflix and that's the norm for a lot of these big actors that they're just dragging across to themselves by mm. by offering that.
0: Mm. Mm. golden era for tv series at the moment and i think it started from what we're talking about before the podcast series like the Sopranos, yeah like the wire as well that started took a chance breaking bad breaking bad big probably big mostly big budget i mean every soprano's episode was almost like a whole movie in itself Mm. Mm. so to break the mold like that it needed something like that now everyone's kind of reaping the rewards because they know it can be profitable Absolutely. And it was
2: where actors used to go to die. You yeah. know, if you couldn't make movies, you go to TV and you'd still Absolutely. get
3: paid a few dollars. But well, it's, this is almost bringing back careers. Like you see people who do TV and then all of a sudden they, they get into a successful TV series yeah. and they know that that could almost, you know, catapult them to get back into movies again, yeah. things like that. So, yeah. um, and big money being big budgets. Like we um, look at. You know at what Amazon paid for Lord of the Rings series to mm. be able to turn that to, and they've got the rights to that, and you know they're going to flog you know an absolute crap out of that thing um, going forward. And obviously Disney's done that with now they've bought Star Wars yeah. and everything else. I mean we're seeing all the spin-offs and that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they know how to
0: ruin a legacy. <laughs> <on their laughs> they Christ. know how to make a dollar. Yeah. That's a problem too. They're gonna yeah. yeah, it's a machine. If they
2: buy it for a billion or however many billion dollars they bought that. The rights for that.
3: Yeah. They're going to make that
2: money back. Yeah. You know, and then some.
3: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Before we get into the uh, Real Features Awards, which we've got a whole bunch of different awards, um, we'll sort of talk through the nominees and and I guess who I've picked as the winner and then uh, I kind, of, uh, kind of want to put it to you, both of you to sort of get your your feedback and also what you guys think are the winners as well. But I will mention a bit of a plug as well. Um, you guys in particular are on another podcast. Oh, uh called... going to be a lot of crossover. <laughs> <laughs> May have heard these lovely voices from the D's podcast. Um, yeah, I'm sure you have. Yes. Yeah, well, the, the Melbourne. That's a Melbourne, Melbourne Demons football AFL podcast, <laughs> but it's <Cool>. still <laughs> worth noting. Huge, cross over. huge, thank, huge uh, fellowship. But, and, yeah, um, I appreciate that. What's the, what's the website? You can uh, digspodcast <laughs> com uh,
0: Patreon. Yeah, you can if you want to really <laughs> no, sorry, support boy, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yep. boy, cool.
3: But thank All you righty. for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, worth mentioning. Um. Great, well, we'll get into the awards. So the first one we've got here, and again, remembering this is from 2019, we'll start with a TV series here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Best TV Series for Comedy, Comedy TV Series. So the nominees we've got here are of, uh, narrowed down to Barry, F is for Family, Fleabag, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rick and Morty, Silicon Valley, and What We Do in the Shadows. The one that I've picked uh, for 2019 was What We Do in the Shadows. Um, yeah, so it's a Taika Waititi uh, comedy about um, a mockumentary mm-hmm. about um, vampires. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, really funny. It's, that New, well it's done. New, Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Very yeah. well done. Yeah. Amazing. And if you, if you like things like um, Flight of the Concords and things like that, um, it's a similar type of humor. Yeah. Because it's
0: got Jermaine or... One of them in it hasn't it. it I can't remember um, which one.
3: Yeah, he writes and, and okay. I think has a big part of it. He there was a movie originally. Yeah, and they've turned it. Yeah,
0: because is this the second series or is the first series? First series. Okay, but yeah, a second one coming. Yeah, yeah, it's very very funny. It was is, that
2: an yeah. easy
3: decision for you to make out of those? Uh it it was tough. I mean, I'm always my favorite TV comedy is always it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, been and a big time fan of that for yeah, a long time. Yeah, and last season. Not 2019, 2018 was a little bit of a drop in form, but I felt like they came back in 2019. But you know, Rick and is always great. Um, I discovered Fleabag and I really liked that as well. So, no, there were some good ones. What do you, what did you guys have as your uh, best comedy?
2: As a, I mean, out of those, I haven't to be brutally honest, I haven't watched What We Do in the Shadow, so I'll take your word for it. But yeah. you have told me about it and told me to watch it, yeah, and I haven't done that, yeah, so that's my own fault. <laughs> but out of, I mean, the rest I have watched. I'm a big Bill Burr fan, so I really thought that *F* is a Family* once again jumped up. I think the consistency of that show is very good. Um, That's a Rick and Morty's animation, a yeah. It's, it's an so animation, about, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, kind of based on his family, yeah, which funny. Which being, a, yeah, comedy. I think it's it's well written. It's got a great cast. Yeah. In terms of who voices it, they've got like Laura Dern, Justin, Justin Long, Long yeah. yeah. And
0: um Vince Vaughn. It sounds, was even Vince Vaughn, and, Vaughn he's, was a, a big and he's a feature, producer, yeah, too yeah. in it. So It's got the guy from Moon as well. Oh, I can't recall his name. Oh, he's great. Now, at he's fantastic. That, yeah. 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 What's his name? God damn it. Oh, that's going to annoy annoying. me now. That
2: is and it's probably annoying. Everyone's screaming it in the so, podcast yeah. right now. It's. Um yeah, out of that probably that's one of the better ones yeah. I've seen. But yeah, what do you reckon, Glove?
0: I think in terms of something you just look forward to coming out, Rick and Morty, I doused myself in every episode that came out with that. So Watch original, it two or three yeah. times. It's yeah. it's the best cartoon for me since The Simpsons. And that's saying something. I love Efforts for Family. Obviously, big Burr fan as yeah. well. But Rick and Morty, what they do and the creativity that they get out of it, out of every single scene... It blows your mind every time. It's very well
2: written. The dialogue in that's very sharp. Yeah. It's hilarious.
0: And just the chemistry between Rick and Morty as well, it just propels it to a new...
3: Some good news, glove. You like um, as well. Sorry, uh, we keep calling you glove. I don't think I've introduced that's you good. actually. I'm so, Paul Blan- Pontadier, I introduced you as the uh, stimulus package, but yes, you nicked that. Means. <laughs> government. Government is actually the glove, but um, uh, they're actually the, the creators of uh, of Rick and Morty have got a new series that they're they're developing and will be coming out. Oh, wow. Probably delayed, but uh, yeah, is coming. So that's, that's, that's exciting as well. Yeah,
0: oh, I can't wait for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Off and
3: running. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one we have here is the best new TV series. So this is a new TV series from 2019 that has just aired, uh, brand new. So the nominees we have are: C, uh, The Boys, The Mandalorian, The Witcher, Watchmen, and What We Do in the Shadows. Even though I picked what we do in the shadows in the last category, I've actually gone with the boys on this one. Big fan of that. Just blew me away. wasn't expecting it. Um, for those who haven't seen it, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have, it is a. Uh, it's actually uh, again a sort of uh, superhero one, but a, a very different take, which is where the superheroes are kind of corrupt and evil, and it's, it's like an antihero. Flawed. Almost, it yeah. is. Yeah,
2: I mm. 100% agree with you on that one. I love that, and similar to you, it took me by surprise. I it's no secret I really dislike superhero films generally, and that one you recommended to me and I did watch it this time. There you go. And man. I thought it was awesome. I couldn't stop watching it. And didn't they re-sign it for season two before it even got released? Yeah. Because it was just they obviously That's the right. screenings or whatever of it they just thought it was that good. But for me it was yeah phenomenal.
0: Mm. Mm. The only flaw I had with that is I don't think they tied it up quite nicely at the end. Just a few things that happened just happened had to happen to end the series. Otherwise, yeah, I love the whole corporate greed on twist on all of it. I thought mm. it was very good. They just didn't quite tie it up at the end. Mm. For me, Mandalorian, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was the best was Star between, Wars related
3: kind of between those two for me. Yeah,
0: um, in terms of what's come out for Star Wars, I mean that I don't mean to swear, but it shits on everything else that Star Wars has, has brought out in the past. What's language? Sorry, your my apologies. I know this is in the D's podcast. We're allowed to say anything on that, but um. Yeah, uh just Favreau did a really, really good job with it. It was just it they, they got away they got rid of all the campiness mm-hmm. of it. I think Nick Nolte was... Didn't he? he was great. He was oh, really he was good great. In it. I haven't actually yeah.
2: seen it, but that's so good. Nolte yeah. is so... His yeah. voice. <laughs> like, it sounds like he's choking all the time. And he does that you sort of character damn, beautifully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought... And Baby Yoda, that was almost yeah. worth watching it for that alone. Amazing. Yeah.
3: It's just it kind of gave away the fluff and it went to the raw gritty sort of thing and uh, a lot of the uh, Star Wars films, even the new trilogy, which I was a little bit underwhelmed with. Um, it wasn't. It's not too CGI'd. It feels mm. like it's a lot more, uh, a, lot, a lot more gritty and, gritty and real and great character development. And uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, yeah. yeah, great series that one.
0: One spoiler, and if anyone hasn't watched it yet, three, two, one. Don't I haven't watched this yet. Bit. Okay, don't worry about it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually no, no, I'm not going to say it. No spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a spoiler-free yeah. podcast yeah, yeah. as well. I so, do so, want to yeah. watch that, actually, so I'm going to do
3: good. that. It's All very right. good. Cool. Um, cool. And I will just sort of touch on the other ones. So, C, um, it wasn't too bad. It was sort of an interesting concept. It was kind of, yeah, up and down, I think. It's got the... Um, Aquaman, the guy from no, uh, Game of Thrones, forget it. Forget that's Jason. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, the Witcher. Um, yeah. It, it was okay as well. Had its moments. And um, uh, Watchmen, which kind of, I almost gave up on it, but then halfway through, it kind of gets a lot better as it goes. This is the, um, yeah. the comic book one that's sort of dark, but on HBO. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The original movie, I never really liked it on first viewing, but the more I watch it, the more I actually enjoy it. Yeah. So, I'm actually, I'll get onto this TV series. Yeah, that's that's what what those, it's a grower, maybe. It's interesting. Yeah, mm.
3: yeah. Um, best limited series. So, this is a pretty small category, but it's it's a TV series, but just a limited series um, in release. So, just the two. So, this is going to be a pretty quick conversation, but Chernobyl or When They See Us. Um, pretty obvious answer in this one uh, Chernobyl was incredible mm. it was definitely up there as being the way it was shot um, captured the uh, yeah like the moment the fear um, and um, I know sort of rushes come out since that series and tried to dispute um, and question a lot of it but you can't deny um, the facts of, of how poorly it was handled in its time and um, yeah it yeah, it was so well done, yeah. I think, the way it was shot, music, the suspense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: bring some relevance agree. to today a little bit as well. Yeah, like even with the first few episodes where the wife of one of the affected workers was like going up hugging him and all that sort of thing, yeah. and then she got it. Mm. It's you yeah, know, it's, mm. it's scary. Scary foreshadowing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Definitely. I'd do the round table on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it it's pretty <laughs> agree. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and then we we'll finish well with the TV um, awards, but um, uh, but actually best TV series of 2019. So I had in my list down to um, Mindhunter, Mr. Robot, The Boys, The Mandalorian, and Vikings. I went The Boys again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. That
2: is a very tough one. There's some good shows there. I to me, I reckon I'm almost Mindhunter. On that yeah. one. I'm a big Mindhunter it's, fan. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I it is that up there as well. phenomenal.
3: Very but well made On show. Mindhunter, unfortunately... Um uh, Fincher um, has put, pour, put a pause on the series and this is before Corona as well because mm. I think he's working on a few other projects right. so which is a bit of a shame because I, I think yeah I his agree, input it's on a it's great, so clear though it's so it's dark
2: it's yeah, it's awesome. and the whole series is being paused yeah, just because wow. he's, he's just he's off at the moment you know what so, if it's for the yeah. betterment of the show then I'm for that because yeah, it's a phenomenal show it is and if
0: it's for the betterment of him bringing out a couple of movies because yeah. you watch a Fincher is the sort of guy you, yeah okay he's bringing out a movie was gold class that up yeah whatever yeah, the definitely. Case is, you're gonna go through exactly
3: mm-hmm. yeah what did you have as your well I was stick with
0: the Mandalorian yep. um I was getting into the, no, I was late on both mr. robot and Vikings yeah I was'm slowly getting into them now nice. which I'm enjoying especially mr. robot mm. but I'm um, still for the Mandalorian for me yeah
3: yeah mr. robot uh I, I wouldn't have had it in the top, uh, like considered, but this last season was so strong. I thought um, season two and three, I thought was a drop off, and I sort of would watch them kind of half heartedly, but um, season four had me gripped. Like, it was so gripping from the very first episode. That's amazing. For- How did
2: what? Because I remember you saying that because the first season you thought was good, and I remember I asked you, am like, should I watch this? And you're like, "Yeah, eh, eh, Like, you just. Exactly. Didn't think it was that great, but that's what was it about the fourth season? that just gripped it. Well, it was just th- better written or executed. Well, or was it a
3: lot more uh, written? The better written. Um, I think each episode was like really suspenseful. They had. Because I think a lot of why we like Mr. Robot is it's kind of got that hacking slash Ocean's Eleven type of, um, you know, the hacking to stuff. And then they're also got that sort of, um, you know, they're breaking into something or something along those lines. And each episode was almost like that. It was suspenseful. A lot of um, twists and turns character development, which Mm. we saw in the first season. They tried to do a little bit in season two and three, but it just... Um, it just didn't, they just didn't live on it. Whereas this season, I think, it was a lot stronger. Freddie so. Mercury hacking mm-hmm. computers. Yeah. 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 And, and I think the ending, I, for me, I thought was quite fulfilling as well. And a lot of the time, when you get those series where the finale, especially something that has a lot of twists, It's a bit disappointing, but um, uh, yeah, I think it was. I think uh, fans would be happy that stuck through it. Did you watch it, glove? Or I haven't got up to it yet. No, so that's that season
2: finale. It's uh, sorry, it's done. Yeah, as in series finale, I should say. Yeah, Yeah. right.
3: Yeah, cool. And and Vikings as well. I, I'm I'm a massive fan of. I, I'm actually um, my girlfriend Chloe. Where I'm actually uh, forcing her to watch it now. Mm-hmm. It's a new series. Um, we've got like five, Sounds six seasons. Sounds like she loves it. To, yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, this is almost my third time through, which is crazy to oh, watch it. Oh And I'm loving it just as much as I have like, oh, the first two times. It's I layered. I it's, you get more it from it. It's amazing. I, I think it's so good. Yeah. Better
2: than Game of Thrones better. for you. Uh,
3: for me, it's it's up there. I Ooh, think it's boy. I reckon it's um, which is a big call. And probably a lot of people won't agree, okay. but I, I, I love it. I think it's yeah. I think it's so awesome. is that a yes? Yeah, yeah. I think oh, sh- um prob- I mean probably prime probably yeah, probably, no, no. probably um prime Game of Thrones is still better, but um okay. it's it's definitely very consistent Yeah, and, and really good. Yeah. Cool. Um, Alrighty so we'll go on to best documentary. Ah so this yes. is actually film and TV. I kind of merged it just so because we've already got so many categories um to keep moving. So um I've I've bought and it's funny because before I had a different winner to this and I changed it at the last moment. But um, the ones I have here are um, conversations with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, Fry, I love you now die, the devil next door, the final quarter, the game changes, and the great hack. Mm-hmm. Was it the greatest hack? I think it was great hack. Um, I actually originally had "I Love You Now Die," but I've actually changed it to F- "Fire." Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I thought "Fire" was not expecting it. I had I actually wasn't really aware of that festival, mm. and it, yeah, kind of shocked me a fair bit as I was watching it. Just the how how they let this thing go to the point that people were turning up. They didn't cancel it. Um, the corruption behind it, everything. It just it was a massive festival where they literally. Um, Ja Rule, I think it was. Yeah, I can <laughs> tell you one thing yeah. about Ja
0: Rule. I'm never listening to Living It Up. Oh, yeah. the same Living way. It Up. Yeah. Never a again. Song. Great song. Great, great song. He had some great hits. In 2001. It
3: yes. was a fantastic yeah. song. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, so just, I guess um, just, just people who haven't seen it. So yeah, they they effectively they had this idea where they'd um, get this island. I think it was even um, was it one of the drug lords. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh, Escobar. Uh, yeah. It
2: was one of his old islands and
3: stuff. They, they wanted to turn into a big festival where people would go there. The, the Advertising was all good-looking people, all having a big time, and you'd stay in five-star luxury and pay big money, all that sort of stuff. But uh, they just misspent money. It Just everything went wrong. People turned up and they were intense. Um, there wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough booze. Um, you know half when, the axe pulled like, out. Yeah. It rained. It, it was, was just a shit show. Mess. Yeah. The
2: thing was, if that festival did happen, which obviously is the whole point of the doco, but if it did happen, it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. But it was just the level of con man that the guy who's running it is, Like it's hard to fathom that. And yeah. the fact that, well, not to give away too much of it, but doesn't seem like you learned too much from the no. whole experience, which no. is
0: just incredible. He's got a face you'd like to slap oh, really Yeah. yeah. Too. Like Really like yeah. just... Spikes on your hands, yeah. Thing as well,
2: that's medieval stuff, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> back to back,
2: brave hearts. There are some strong contenders in that, by the way. The yeah. document,
0: this is definitely your territory. I loves,
2: yeah, big Docco fan.
0: What do you like about the docos They're real, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just, I don't know, I, I love it, and yeah. you learn something, yeah, I feel like. But that list is very strong. Game changers, yeah, bit of propaganda going on, yeah. There. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, that
0: was proven to be a bit weird. Sorry, yeah,
2: but I thought the great hack that was very, very good. Mm, That was really, yeah, and great insight into just, yeah, just and giving you that awareness of that's what you're kind of doing every time you just say, okay, you can use my data or whatever, and Mm. how Facebook manipulated a whole bunch of things. But even
3: that, that so, like, just for people who haven't seen it, so that documentary talked about how this advertising company effectively helped win the presidential election yeah. for Trump and also was a big factor in Brexit. Yeah. So by using user data and, and the fear factory, f- fear factory? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. The, great, we're having a few great beers bags. while we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the, fear, the fear factor as well.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and that was, what was it? Um, it's going to annoy me. The company's name, oh, Cambria, Cambria yes. something. Cambria yeah. Analytica or something yeah. like that. But just the fact that Trump was pumping some like $50 million into Facebook advertising and how Facebook would utilize that data is just something that's mm. scary, mm, to it be is. honest. But it, all of those are strong. Even the conversation with um, Ted Bundy, those, that, I found that fascinating. Love yep. a crime doco, which I'm mm. sure many people did.
0: Mm. Mm. Did what you I watch think- any of those, Glove? I watched Fire, first of all. Yep. And yep. what I think is more scary about the use of statistics Real features Facebook page does something very similar. So they are using their, if you're listening right no they they're, they're using all your
2: data, all your movie as a touch your data. Yeah, that's it.
0: No, but yeah, fire, that whole thing gripped me. As a lover of going to music festivals, you one of my favorite festivals. things to do. Yeah. Um, what do you do at them? Oh, that's unnecessary. Which <laughs> just a good time. <laughs> What's the next segment, Paul? <laughs> So would you say fire was your? I say fire because yeah. it is the only one I've seen on this. So yes, the final quarter
3: was obviously a big one in Australia. That was the uh, Adam Goodes documentary, which is pretty powerful. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen that it, as well. Yeah, it, that's a big turn of face because remember back in the day, people would talk about Adam Goodes, Adam Goodes and and um, people were still very negative about it. Whereas it's almost now we talk about Adam Goodes and it's almost like there's an overwhelming support. And these two documentaries, there was a second one that came out as well. Um, but yeah, it seems like that's really helped. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one as well, just kind of touching on, but I Love You Now Die, I had as almost my favorite for a while there. It was a two part series about um, a girl uh, dating a, a younger um, guy. And I think they were both teenagers. And um, he had depression. And she effectively encouraged him to commit suicide. That and was controversial. Great so, documentary. Amazing. Yeah. One episode sort of like talking about. It was interesting because it both talk, each episode kind of took each side almost like in their case, so it was mm. very interesting. And the devil next door was about mm-hmm. the um, I think it was the Nazi case about um, yeah somebody who they suspected was Ivan the
2: Ivan oh, the or terrible.
0: Something.
3: So it was pretty pretty. Once again, funny. that was like
2: compelling compelling it anything Nazis everyone loves that yeah, yeah. no life affirming docos no, either, it's is not, <laughs> there's not that many positive docos no, that you're no, like no. I need to watch
0: that yeah. it's always like
2: someone died there's a Nazi on there there's <laughs> yeah. someone who gets someone to kill someone conman
3: you know um, best horror film is the next category so we've got Annabelle Comes Home Brightburn IT uh, sorry IT <laughs> it, <laughs> IT Chapter 2 Midsummer, and Us uh the winner i had here was actually midsummer um yeah very creepy um very well done um yeah just just amazing very original sort of film about i guess a cult um yeah no it's 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 a good one Mm, yeah
2: without giving away too much yeah you're very good there by the way you didn't, didn't say too much yeah what was number two for you
3: uh probably us yeah yeah I think us. Yeah, I was a big fan of It Chapter 1. Mm. Chapter 2 was good, but probably not as good. Um, but yeah, us, us was Did up
2: there it, as well. Did It Chapter 2 kind of fall a bit by the wayside? It just didn't seem like it captured people nearly as much as yeah. that first one. Like, mm. even the Definitely, press side of things.
3: Yeah, I still really loved it. But I think probably the impact of the first one, mm. you seeing him and his portrayal of Pennywise was just amazing. I mean, I sort of... I compared him into my review, which is a big call. But I actually thought he was... Like amazing up there with Heath Ledger as a Joker, which is crazy cool. But I thought Very he was much. amazing. Um, yeah, just yeah, what he did to that character, the originality of it, and how creepy it was. But yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did you guys have any? I know you're not big horror fans, but I've just, seen
2: um... two off this, and I enjoyed both of them. Um, Midsummer, yep. which I thought was phenomenal. I watched it only a few weeks ago. I loved us. Yeah, I'd go yeah. us as my favorite. I yeah. thought that was awesome. I saw it at the movies. It just yeah. went places I didn't think it would. Mm. And um, really cool. Something different too. A different nice. film. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. very happy with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, greens. I, I really liked Us. I yeah. like... Is it Peel? Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, just Peel. Peel yeah. Peel. yeah. Um, that he's making those sort of movies. Like, I've now forgotten what his original one was. That was a... Uh, get Out. Get drink. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sensational. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love those sort of films. They're completely different. Unbelievable originality stakes in mm. it. It was just that's really, what I was going to really say. Well it's done.
2: refreshing to watch those types of films yes. when we're getting bombarded with yeah. the comic book films. It's yeah. great to see something like that. That's really. Mm. crazy like yeah. you know it's like it's just very inventive
0: and it doesn't overload the social conscience on you as well like, no. it's got a few social issues but it doesn't just lay it on that no, thick
2: there's not an agenda under it it's just yeah. a pretty good horror mm. film
0: yeah mm. and some creepy voices You actually good impersonations Sam I'm so not doing that one, that one. the no. uh,
2: the lady uh, yeah. yeah I'm not <laughs> doing that it sounds like the freaking emperor <laughs> of Star Wars <laughs> <laughs>
3: alrighty um <laughs> Yeah, uh, best action film. Uh, so this I've said this is excluding comic or war films. Um, Alita, I think it's Alita, uh, mm-hmm. Battle Angel. Anna, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, well, there's Christ. the end yeah, that's,
0: uh, okay. The conversation's over. <laughs> Man.
3: Gemini Man and John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum um my choice was john wick chapter three big fan i thought um one of the better ones of the season of, of the series which is um strong series already but just a lot of fun a lot of action keanu doing his thing very impressive mm-hmm.
0: paul let me fire a question back up you please uh, do up you up you <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Up, right up your <laughs> do you remember when action films really had their heyday The Rock, Con Air, these Broken Arrow, these sort of movies, Christian Slater as well. What has happened to the action movie that has seen it sort of fall by the wayside?
3: That is a good point because you think, um, you know, 90s and 80s, you had so many of those action, you know, yeah, there's so many of them. I mean, even the B grade ones where you just sort of have you know John Claude Van Damme and yeah. um Dolph and, no, you know, and to all those run, sort of ones. No no kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, even Wesley Snipes and all those sort of yeah. uh, people back in the day. But no, it's a good point. I don't know why because you so, it, it's almost like consumed by things like the uh, you know the Fast and Furious and stuff like that because there's so many of them. But um, yeah, it is it is an odd one. Well, wow. um, why? To start doing a random, we're gonna get more (laughs) drinks. We're halfway through. I think it's (laughs) halftime intermission. We've been going for a while already, and we've got a while to go. Yeah, but
2: do you think part of it also is because I think we all would probably agree that, especially early days of The Rock, we Mm. thought we had discovered the next Arnie or whatever. Yes, you know, and then, and I love The Rock. All of us do. I know that. Yeah, but don't. Wouldn't you say that? you know, he's he's kind of more focused on just pumping out shit like Jumanji and things like that. Whereas he I is. feel like Arnie, if we're making that direct comparison, stayed true with more of the action films. And maybe those mm. films aren't being made anymore, but I just feel like we thought we got him and some of The Rock's earlier work was action-orientated. Yeah, And he still does the occasional one, but he, he does get caught in these franchises.
0: Sam, I apologise. I just want to quickly clarify. I was talking about The Rock, Sean Connery, Nicholas no, Cage. No, I know I know that. No, no. Oh, 100% okay, I know okay, that. Yeah. But I'm just
2: saying why yeah. maybe these Did, action movies have died a little.
0: Is it audience, uh, and I'm doing this in qu- inverted quotes, getting smarter? Perhaps they want more realism with their movies and that's yeah, sort of... Having said still that. We're doing remakes of things. And that's stuff very like that.
3: true. But, um, I mean, The Expendables was probably, you know, bringing them all back and that was sort of like a... Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know, yeah, there hasn't been too many. But
2: those true... Yeah, the, I mean... But the, the, the main action films that are coming out still a throwback film so yeah. Sylvester Stallone is still running around there at 98 years old yeah. doing Rockies Rambo and doing
3: Rambos had another one and last things, year yeah well there yeah. you go yeah.
0: so uh, that kind of Ram- says uh, can I say a quick why isn't the last Rambo on the action list I think
3: I originally had it on worst films category oh hang bad. on Paul Jay- hang yeah. on <laughs> yeah, <Randy. laughs> yeah the new one was pretty bad it wasn't that bad really what okay. are you
0: expecting with Rambo I mean that's just what's going to happen I mean, he, yeah. did some, he did some killing and he did what he had He's to do. He's kind of a
2: one-dimensional guy. Let's not be yeah. beat around the bushes. He's not going to I like start. I Not but going to go to university. The and... One in the, uh, in yeah. the series, but yeah. The last uh, one, he became a doctor return. and started curing
3: <laughs> certain diseases. Started up a practice. <laughs> Takes a different turn.
1: I'll
3: <laughs> right, we'll keep moving. Um, best comic book film.
0: So I'll um, be oh, going oh, sorry. at this
3: stage, unfortunately. What's that? You're... Oh, you're just. No, best...
0: no, <laughs> I will also right, really we'll call you on there. here. <laughs> No, um, I haven't seen so, any of these oh the Joker yes, I saw uh, the Joker that's yes. it sorry Paul no. my apologies <laughs>
3: uh, so yeah best comic book film we've got uh, Avengers Endgame <coughs> pardon me <laughs> Captain Marvel sorry about that I was choking <laughs> on Liberia. beer here. um Joker um, Shazam is that with Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> unfortunately not because okay. that would be I'd probably win it but uh, or Spider-Man Far From Home um, the winner I had here is Joker um, just I think the originality of it um, even if you take it away from being a comic book film it's still a great film by itself and Joaquin Phoenix's performance is uh, it's pretty damn good mm. and a uh, little spoiler alert it's definitely in the top 10 uh, as we go through that mm. later as on, it should though, be as yeah. it
2: bloody should be because mm. it was look even though we were complaining and Glove and I will complain till the cows come home, come home about comic book films even though that is part of that genre it did bring a, a an original kind of take on that. And something that, you know, I think a lot of us didn't think you could outdo Ledger. Like taking on that character for a movie where Ledger hit it out of the park. You won a freaking Academy Award for it. Yeah. And to do that and just take such a new angle on it and knock it out of the park was just incredible. Yeah. And it really, I, I think, it got good reviews, obviously and deservingly so, but it really did, it caught me off guard by how good it was.
0: It was psychologically affecting
2: very much it's so.
0: You just, thought about that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. And I, yeah, I was gripped. I, obviously, Joker's my number one. I, I don't want to shit on the comic book movies. Please, so I actually had a fun time with Captain Marvel. I didn't think it was that yeah. terrible. But yeah. I, I just not really in that universe. So apologies for offending anyone out there. But <laughs> yeah, for me, Joker as well it was a throwback again to those 90s, the not, the not 70s gritty your taxi drivers, your yeah. Scorsese, um, which those are some of the best movies of all time. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, of what's Scorsese's first movie with De Niro when, um, don't worry about it, Keitel. Uh, mean Streets. Mean Streets, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're the classic movies. And it was a throwback to that. I think Scorsese was approached to actually direct that. Yeah, right. But yeah, he said, know, no, we've we'll sort of know. done that before. Yeah. Todd Phillips, as a director,
3: Plus I thought... Plus he thinks uh, comic book films yeah. aren't films, yes. which is uh, yeah. probably what you guys agree with, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
2: Todd Phillips, as a director, I mean, people kind of criticised him a mm. little just around, you know, he traditionally did a lot of comedies and things like that, like The Hangover. But I thought he was very impressive, it was, that yeah. film. Like, it was. Yeah.
0: To create, cool. to, to create a mood, the fact that so many... Batman movies have been out there, but to create a different mood in, in the film compared to what other Batman movies have been out there, it's, it's pretty amazing what he's done. And
2: also, mm. to be honest, like when you think about it, The Dark Knight, where Heath Ledger hit it out of the park, it was... If you added up all his scenes, you probably had 15 minutes of screen time. Whatever, yeah. maybe half an hour. That's I don't right. know, whatever, not a lot. They've made a two-hour film on that and just explored the character yeah. in such detail and depth mm. and made that compelling to watch, yeah. which is yeah. incredible. Yeah, pretty good. Mm. Mm
3: probably go into that even more later on as yeah. we oh, talk about you the can edit that, so so out. So that out edit no, 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 no 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 I like no, no. it though I like it um, control C control V that part <laughs> 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 um, next category best lol so laugh out loud um, comedy that, I, didn't know that. Yes, I thought it was lots of love it love. is Could be a bit of both. it can be um, <laughs> so these are the comedies not your sort of because comedy can be quite a broad term but these are the ones that are kind of your light hearted sort of comedy um, so so Nominees Between Two Ferns, the movie, Booksmart, uh, Fighting With My Family, Good Boys, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, and Jojo Rabbit. Um, The one that I had to win here is Jojo Rabbit. Um, This is the Taika Waititi film, um, where essentially it's kind of a a comic um, version or... It's an it's it's an interesting one. It's World War Two with a young boy who's growing up in who's a German um, during the Nazi era, and Taika Waititi actually plays Hitler, which is quite funny. And especially to have a a, a movie that has Hitler in it and it's funny, it's uh, pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah, very funny. Did you guys have anything? Uh...
2: I think that one sits above most of those other films pretty considerably, in my opinion. I think just the the layers of it and just the as you say, the daringness of it and how they pulled that off—that's that's not easy. Mm. I I still did I will say enjoyed Between Two Ferns guiltily. I, yeah. I really I thought that was still funny. I thought it was all right yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot it people was like, it out. But, yeah, just know. an easy an easy one to watch. It's not an award winner by any means, but it was. Yeah, it had some laughs, and I love Zach Galifianakis, is funny guy.
0: Mm. Mm. I had some fun with Good Boys actually. It was just a bit of a knocker, knock knockoff of Super Bad as. Booksmart was, which I didn't enjoy at all because it seemed like it, it it ripped off so many scenes of, of Superbad, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mm. And the fact that they were saying it was better than Superbad, it just Jesus. it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. Oh. Yeah. But um, you know what? I, I did watch Fighting with my family as well as a, was that as good? That. Uh, it wasn't that good. No. Person,
2: <laughs> did know. you find though with Good Boys? I I was very excited to see Good Boys. Got great producers in in terms of you know Seth Rogen and. Uh, like the the preview looked great. Mm. It was one of those films for me that if you watched the red band preview, I felt like you got all the mm, top yeah. bits of That's the, the film. Moment. I was kind of waiting for it to go to that next level, and it never really did. Yeah, I not That was just my. I, it was solid, but it just didn't. I just I just wanted to elevate, and mm. it just didn't.
0: You know what I think the problem with those type of movies and why you can't set them in modern times is because you've got your phone. And yep. there's so many different ways you can get out of those situations. Things like Superbad, they had phones but it didn't have the iPhone capabilities yeah, like true. Google Maps and all that sort of thing. So there was more mayhem that could happen. Yeah. I love I'm just Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Superbad maybe a million times. So It's a great film. Oh,
2: Launched a lot yeah. of careers cast. Ah. Yeah, one yeah. of the best. Should we just review Superbad maybe for the rest we're of the podcast? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. please.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and Jay and Silent Bob was okay as a remake. It wasn't amazing, but it was uh, it was fun. It was fun, uh, and that's that's what that Silent Bob is all looks about. like. He's got AIDS. He wow, he he does, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith, can mate. you say that
2: on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a laugh. Really that's set, completely laugh. I haven't
3: said the parameters.
0: <laughs> exactly. You've got to tell me what I kind of
3: can't
1: say.
3: Um, next next category is best animation. Uh, nominees were. <laughs> Sam's an expert in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Claws, The Lion King, and Toy Story 4. Um, the one that I had to win here was Toy Story 4. Um, while not as good as 1, 2, 3, uh, it's still still pretty high. still good quality. Um, a lot of nostalgia in it. And uh, I don't know, Pixar, geez, they're still they're still very uh, strong. Most years, they win this category. Um, you Know to bring the whole cast back, we had a lot of cameos in there. We had um, good old Keanu in there yeah. and a few others as well. So, yeah, no, I thought it was good fun. It was uh, it, it kind of brings you back to the memories that you know, Toy Story.
2: Have is. you honestly watched every one of those films?
3: Uh, yes, I you've have. watched Frozen 2? Uh, kind of, I, I gotta be honest, <laughs> it was kind of in the background while Chloe was watching it.
0: You don't yeah. have kids.
3: No, she. Yeah, I have Chloe, which <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she okay. watches a lot of. Uh, it doubles up. Yeah,
0: are you trying for kids or that's not? I don't know. <laughs> Move on. I, I think, I think uh, an alarm
2: should go off for anyone who no, doesn't have kids who watches Frozen 2. Hey, you know what? You've watched gonna, no, you watched it. No, no, no. There no, we no. Go. I'm just saying.
0: Um, in terms of animation, I love animated movies. Like Shrek Two is one of the funniest yeah. movies. Brilliant. Of yep. all time. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm going to I'm gonna have to disregard. Sorry, Sam, did I just jump over you? I have you no idea. Just it, keep yeah, jumping. Good point. I thought Toy Story 4 was a bit disappointing for me. Really? Toy yeah. Story 3 was outstanding. Amazing.
3: I had that in my top 10 that year. Yeah. I just thought
0: they tried to push a few agendas in Toy Story 4, which mm. I didn't quite... Okay. I don't know. That yeah. didn't quite grab me. I, I, I love the Toy Story series, but... Four, I think they're going to just what the what that. What was the
2: agenda? It I haven't was, seen his Story for Was, was there a Me Too agenda in there or something? A little what
0: bit of there? a Me Too agenda in there. A little bit. And, um, I just think it's fine to have it in there, but just don't smudge it on us throughout the entire movie. Um, but... Was that actually in there? Yeah, a little bit. Holy shit! Oh. That was—I was, that was joking, really dude. Not me too. Not me too. <laughs> I was going to say. I <laughs> didn't <laughs> remember that happening. Dude, there was just, Harvey Weinstein no, character or
3: something like Kind of
0: you playing with not that. Not me joke too. Pretty, my apologies. Yeah, no, hey, there were just <laughs> well, a few. So, might have so, that one out. But not, <laughs> yeah, you, like, you can edit that out. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Oh, that's good. How uh, to train your dragon, the original. I haven't seen the new one, but I quite like that. Was, yeah, was a bit yeah of fun. I really like that one too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: So. For, for, yeah, this one was fun as well, I thought. Yeah, it was good. How um, can they
0: keep on doing the same movie with obviously Don't Give It Away? Yeah. There's something a little bit different about this one that.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's always a new villain. They were sort yeah. of tried to, yeah, sort of getting up and relocating where they were. And yeah, yeah. no, it was all right. It was good okay. fun. But yeah, yeah, yeah not um,
2: How did you find know. The Lion King?
3: yeah it was all right. Um, I mean as I sort of mentioned, it was one of the top grossing films of, of the year and um, definitely I don't know it's funny because obviously when you watch the original we were young, um, you know you have a different perception of it probably mm-hmm. rewatch it now. it'd still be good but um, yeah look, Lion King was actually I'm pretty sure I needed to double check this, but I think it was Favreau again. Favreau He's does do a dying. very... He does, yeah. yeah. You know,
2: just a side note on Favreau. I really enjoy his chef show on Netflix. Oh, okay. Where he gets different... Uh, sometimes gets celebrities on there, but just really... It's almost a spin-off of the uh, the movie he did, Chef. And he just goes around finding awesome food and cooks it. Okay. And it's pretty good. Yeah. If you like cooking. Yeah. yeah. It's not featured on any of these lists, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's little okay. side note. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. There also, a little side note, I didn't see Lion King the original until I was like 22. That's oh, wow. a sad VH... How did you grow up? I know. I watched yeah. a lot of Swords Schwarzenegger movies. Like, a lot of <laughs> yeah, I and similar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But case. as a child? Like yeah, as you were like five? A, no, did sorry, you watch. Did you Did have like the, the sort of the, the privileged background <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, My apologies. <laughs> yeah. Growing I up to on Swords We act the out our movies, you know.
3: Oh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> On the next category, we've got uh, best movie remake, and yes, we do have a category for this because there's so many of them. Um, narrowed it down to Aladdin, Little Women, Pet Cemetery, The Lion King, and The Upside. I so okay, so I've chosen Little Women, but I'll be honest, I had like I watched it kind of briefly, but uh, I know it was really well done, a lot of award uh, mm-hmm. recognition. Um, I know that any female you talk to raves about it. Um, from what I saw, I thought it was solid, good acting and stuff like that. Not really my type of film, but I just think if we're talking remakes, I think it was, you know, probably well done. Mm -hmm. Um, don't know if you guys have I'm any am sitting this on one out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All I can no worries, contribute to this
0: on. is Edward Furlong was in the, the original Pet Sematary. That's all. I oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, there you go. There
2: you go. <coughs> and Robin but, Williams was in the original
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, Sam. <laughs> 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 I'm just doing facts of who used to be in films. Sorry, I have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my that's apologies. A new podcast, I yeah, reckon. then we <laughs> could do that. Just recite facts. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to Paul, Sam, and everybody else listening. I haven't seen any of the movie remakes on that. No,
3: and there's a lot of them. And nor should you. well yeah. On to the next one, uh, which is probably another one that you guys probably may not have seen a whole lot of, but uh, We're best sequel. We're the worst and co host, mm. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> best sequel and prequels, um, which again, massive list this day and age, but we have reduced the list down to, I think it's about six or seven. Um, Avengers Endgame, uh, Doctor Sleep, which was uh, the sequel to The Shining mm-hmm. mm. or prequel. Um, no, sequel. 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 Um, Glass, which was kind of the sequel to uh, Split and uh, un- Unbreakable. unbreakable. Yeah. Um, uh, John Wick Chapter 3, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Toy Story 4 and Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, my winner was Avengers Endgame. Uh, yeah, uh, I was a pretty big fan of it. Um, I know you guys aren't Marvel fans, but uh, it, it was very well done. Um, I'll probably expand on that a little bit further, but uh, later on. But um, yeah, that was my selection on it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You
3: guys want to contribute to this one? We'll move along pretty quickly. We just
2: keep. Uh, Look, out of those ones, what I've seen, you know what? As a guilty pleasure, or I'm not sure it's a guilty pleasure, but Zombieland, I actually enjoyed that. I thought it stayed true to the first one, and I had fun with the first one and watching this. It was more or less the same type of thing, but it was very consistent. It was just a fun film. It's not an award winner, but I thought it was kind of cool. Slightly inferior to
0: the first one, do you think?
2: Maybe slightly, but it was still like, had that kind of, I don't know, I don't think of the right word, almost indie, independent feel feel to it still. I thought they, yeah, stayed true to the first.
0: Yeah, you're a big Woody Halston fan as well. Love Woody. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't too bad.
3: I thought Dr. Sleep... Oh, sorry, Glove. Did you say you, you say sleeping? No, I fell asleep during yeah. class,
0: which was disappointing um, yeah. because I liked Unbreakable and I liked Split as well. The way they did that um, was one of the best in Night Shyamalan mm. movies, well, since these first three. It's yes. been all bombshells of no good laugh. What's that, Samuel, another beer?
2: No, no, no. Just uh, the older. Uh...
0: Oh, the mic. Yeah, okay, yeah, my you're apologies. Down the mic, dude. Sorry, just to everyone listening. <laughs> it's just fucking real. A little close. Um, I haven't got a stand, so I'm sort of the third member of Your, this whole podcast You're what we call the here. boundary rider slash barman. My apologies. I'll, sorry if I've been blowing up everybody's ear. <laughs> look, look uh, next segment, please. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll just touch on, I did think Dr. Sleep was uh, pretty good as a, obviously nothing on on The Shining, but I, it was still a, a decent follow-up. Interesting um, change where they went into vampires and things like that, but it is based on the novel. Um, so there was a novel, um, which... Um, um, King? King, yes. Mm. Uh, King did write, so... Um, Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, yes. Yes. Um, And also Star Wars, I think we sort of mentioned, but uh, look, it was okay, but it was, yeah, a bit bit disappointed with the the new Star Wars trilogy. And uh, the second of the new trilogy was, I don't care what people say, it is very shit. Mm. Um, The third one, they tried to, um, I guess, bring it back, kind of tried to dismiss a lot of what happened in the second or whatever, like episode eight or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you know, JJ did his best, JJ Abrams, um, who directed it. But um, yeah, still a little bit disappointing. Although probably was still on my top uh, list to be shortlisted for this category, which sort of shows, I guess, Shouldn't the Shouldn't of...
2: JJ be blamed a little then if it's
0: still shit? Well, he could only do what he could after With the second one. With the story, one. Yeah. yeah. The second one's a pile of shit, let's be honest yeah, about that. The third really one was. I thought was a bit formulaic. Yeah, I couldn't give. I couldn't care about the characters. That's yeah. the thing. they they died Did JJ do the second one too? No. no, no. That was the the guy Man. from what's his name? Yeah, South African guy. Yeah, mm. Uh, mm. maybe not South African. Ben Johnson or something. Yeah, I forget mm. his name. But yeah, yeah.
3: All right. So to the final category before we go oh, into exciting. the top Jeez. ten films. Oh, wait, there no uh, here. Oh, got, yes. uh, which is, I think this is one gonna be a fun one. To this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, will go half an hour. <laughs> worst film of two thousand and nineteen. So categories the nominations were Cats, Charlie's Angels, Escape Plan, The Extractors, Hellboy, <laughs> Playing with Fire, Terminator Dark Fate, and The Dead Don't Lie. Now, this is another one that I changed my choice at the last moment. Originally, I actually had The Dead Don't Die uh, as the worst film. But Chloe put on Cats the other day and, oh my God, that is a pile of shit. It is so bad. I guess this day and age, they think that if they make a musical, you're going to get nominations. It's going to be great. Um, It was bad. It was really, really bad. CGI was terrible. I watched like... Halfway through, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, I think it was also well documented that um, was it Seth Rogen was watching it the other day and was stoned and was <laughs> tweeting during it, and which was hilarious. He was just sort of saying same sort of thing. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, I've even read reviews where people were saying, I'm a massive fan of Cats the musical, which is kind of sad in its own right, but they were bagging it out going, This is it's so bad. It's got nothing to do with the musical. It's, it's really poorly done. So it was a pile of shit. I'll do a round table. Um, yeah, he wants to He wants to go I first? Think the yeah, I think we might be in a grand, to be fair, yeah.
2: Glove and I. Like, we're a bit of background on all three of us, really. We yeah. grew up with the Terminator franchise very, very close to our hearts. Yeah. The first two that came out were some of the best films, and T2's probably in the top two yeah. favorite films of all time for me. Love it. Grew up on it. It's my bread and butter. So we were very excited when James Cameron's name was plastered on on this film. We thought maybe this could be the redemption we've been waiting for. We went to the cinema and watched this thing. And what happened after that once uh the the opening scene and we thought okay, this is it's not too bad. Mm. What happened after when you see your childhood hero selling blinds <laughs> as a cyborg is just shattering. And then the like Ah, the cacophony of like, political correctness and shit they were trying to stuff through it. It was just they were driving cars underwater in a dam. The Humvee was driving at the bottom of the Hoover Dam for half an hour. It didn't make any fucking sense. And just when you thought you got a bit more hope back and then that happened, it was by far the most disappointing time I've had in a cinema in a long
0: time. Yeah. I don't think you could sum it up any better than that, so other than the fact that the sequels and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> wow. really fucked up my childhood. <laughs> after, after loving those movies, this did something this took something away from me <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I'm never going to get it back and I'm never going to trust James Cameron again I know he didn't I know he had involvement with it he wasn't directly directing Producer or anything was, like that yeah. but if you
2: produce something you yeah. must well producing it you're producing it he would see like sign final off of cuts or like, sign like, off yeah, yeah, yeah see the cuts and go Jesus Christ he'd read the script and go why is the um the Terminator a sales rep yeah you know <laughs>
3: And and the first part of it, we're sort of looking forward to Arnie going, yep, this is going to be good. We'll get Arnie in this. Then we finally get Arnie and he's got a little boy that he looks after called Mateo. Yeah, Mateo. He's He's married (laughs) and he's like there patting a dog, drinking a beer. Uh, He's he's supposed to be a cyborg killing machine.
0: (sighs) And just Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton refused to go into any of those sequels, and for good reason. And for her to come back for this, you know what? She was probably the pick of all of them. She Mm. She actually held true to as much
2: as she could, but it was just—it was so disappointing. As
3: the slightest positive oh, some God. of the i want to and, hear this yeah. so not <laughs> the i forget her name but the female one uh with the blonde hair was sort of like the main she was like the genetically she, i thought she was okay with linda hamilton i thought yep. both of them were quite strong um it felt like i forget the third one but it sort of took over from um from john connor just not yeah not not much presence just yeah i thought she was a little bit flat um to say the least yeah um the terminator as far as yeah he he kind of could split nice novel idea there was some okay scenes on the bridge but that was about it that was probably the highlight of the film yep. the the fight sort of as we got on, just became an orgy of just CGI oh, mess. You didn't know what gets was going on. It just messy and just boring, it was just boring, man. yeah. Yeah,
2: they're on the back of a plane, piss yeah. fighting around for 20 minutes, and then they uh, man.
3: Because a lot of people actually, believe it or not, actually didn't mind That's this wild. one. There were reviews very wow, okay. okay. Maybe they... Because the when you compare population? it to the... <laughs> When you compare it to the other sequels, it's actually the highest rated outside of 1, 2, 3, or even from 1, 2. Um, it's one of the highest rated out of from the rest. Wow. Do you think the main reason that we were so disappointed as fans as a, compared to the other Terminator sequels was almost the James Cameron and Linda Hamilton return? Yeah. Hyping it up. We thought we, were, we went gold class. Mm. Let's do this. It's going to be well, good. Well,
2: having that, yeah. You've got Arnie. You've got... Linda Hamilton, you've got James Cameron. That's what you need. Yeah, and and even Edward Furlong. I don't know how he was credited. He was CGI as shit at the very start of it, and he. I don't want to give away no too much away, yep. but yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, he's in it apparently, but it's, he's twelve years old. But there was all the the ingredients there. You thought if it was written well, and once again, there's almost a theme between half the your number ones, Paul Cookson, that you've had. Tonight have all been dark and gritty and real, and that was exactly what Terminator: The mm. Sequel, what we just talked about, wasn't. Mm. Yeah. If they go back to that, take it back dark, make it good like that. Mm. You know, yeah. get someone who can direct. I don't know who directed it, but it was just
0: poorly written. Well, you yeah. look at the. I want to go back to two and one. The dread that you'd have when T1000 or oh, Arnie in the God. original, you'd be legitimately like, yeah, I could sleep racing. for a
2: friggin' week as a child yeah. watching the T1000. I'm like, this motherfucker, he can he can chase down cars. Yeah. You know, like, it's just none of that fear. Like, no. it just
0: just generic. Generic. Just kind of trying to, to build of the off the T1000 is never going to be the same. Robert Patrick for life, my friend. Yeah. That's oh, what he's dude. all about. And Incredible. This is disgusting. Anyway. We've probably spoken about that. We said we were going to do <laughs> half good. an hour on it. We just yeah. did. But wasn't your worst of the? That's yeah. weird. I know oh, it, it was the up there. Was just, but yeah. when
3: I watched, like, it was yeah, it was it was tough to. Dude, I, let, let's cats just say must I be, I kind of turned it off. Right. It was it was pretty tough to get through. So really? yeah, and, and the dead don't die. As I said, I I had that one up there as well. that was a zombie one, and it was really highly it had it had a good cast. It had um oh, I forget all their names, but it, like it had it had a good cast and it um but geez it was just it didn't know what it was it, yeah. it thought it was a zombie film but then it was sort of breaking the third wall it was sort of jumping in and out it was just all over the place it was really so disappointing um some of the other films I had on there, Charlie's Angels. I mean, has any Charlie Angel film ever been good? Why would you reboot it? Yeah. No idea. Christian Stewart as well. They yeah. must, just, Stuart, they
2: must yeah. just make money and they just go, oh, pretty sure we can turn over a few bucks here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about, was
2: Escape Plan, was that Sly?
0: It was, yeah. yeah. I don't think it yeah. should not be
3: in this list. Yeah. Yet, so. I know you're a Sly fan, but geez, it was... Uh, it was it was tough. Um, it was hard work. Hellboy as well. I know some people kind of regarded it, but geez. It was, was there anything that missed out to... on your list that you think should be in there? I think I think that was my, there was definitely. I mean, obviously, every year there's a there's a lot of a lot of crap in there. Yeah. Um, I thought I had the extended list here, but I don't on, on mine. But um, yeah, no, it, yeah, you're pretty great. happy with that list. Yeah, pretty it's happy with concise. that list. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of shit there. Yeah. It's a very good list.
0: Oh, Jesus, some excitement building up yeah, for the next thing. I know. Thing. Oh, this oh, is oh, why we've it, all been here. Yeah. You know? It really Cookson's
2: top 10, oh, real gonna features get, top 10. Are you going to get a drink? I'm well, going to get a drink I'm for this. Yeah, what do you want? Do you want a Corona? No, no, ironically. No, no i a Corona. For... We've got a few beers here. Cookson, yeah, do you want be... a
3: drink for your top 10? Yeah, sure. I might. I might have a Corona. I might go a Corona. I feel like it's very novel. make sure you keep the social distancing while we are. That's funny. Can you give me some Corona? Thank you. Thank you righty. now we've settled uh, to... it up. So every year I do do a, the, the top 10 films of each year. And uh, yeah, so uh, this year, usually I write them in uh, as reviews, but this year I thought the podcast format could be fun to try. So we usually count down 10 all the way up to one. So um, number 10, believe it or not. So I'd have to say overall, this has been a really good year for, for film compared to some of the previous years, we have had for the, for a while. It's, it's probably one of the first times I actually sort of struggled to sort of put it down to ten. But the difference being, most years I've got a, an out and out number one, very clear to me. This year, to the point that probably a week ago was only the time I actually settled on which one I had as number one. To the point that my number ten, I even had as number one Ooh, for a while here. Nice. So that's how much this has moved around. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So number Very ten intrigued. was yesterday. Yesterday uh, is the uh, it's it's the Danny Boyle um, directed film. So Danny Boyle, who did Slumdog Millionaire, Train Spotting, Twenty Eight Days Later, One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours, a lot of great films. Um, the movie is based on. Uh, it, it's sort of a light-hearted comedy. Um, focuses on a struggling musician who wakes up from an accident in what appears to be an alternate universe. Um, where he realises he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles. Um, Cast is relatively unknown, except for Ed Sheeran, um, who's certainly not known as an actor. Um, But what I liked about this is the originality of it. Um, The the main actor, um, uh, Himesh Patel, I think his name is, had a great voice, I think a lot of character. Um obviously when you're singing Beatles songs it's always going to pull on your heartstrings cuz geez it's they've got so many great songs as well. Um and you can it's 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 also interesting to sort of see the way that music is today how how Beatles songs could even hold up, you know, today if it was brand new as well. Um so yeah, I also as a final thing, sort of final thought on this one um before I pass it over to your guys for thoughts, but I um, also thought it was quite funny in the movie. They sort of make a reference that with Beatles not existing, that Oasis also didn't exist as well, <laughs> which is quite that's funny. funny so. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Little dig. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen yesterday? I have. Yeah. I
2: loved it. I thought it was a really... Two things about it. It's a feel-good film, but it's a very cool concept. It's an original concept. But one of those concepts you probably almost fantasize about that's what it's such a simple concept. Like the world's wiped. You get to like take these songs and, you know, make them your own or whatever. Without giving away too much. Yeah, but yeah. It's um yeah, I really enjoyed it. Just an awesome film. And as you said, you get to revisit these Beatles songs. It's probably created them another gazillion yeah. record sales and song downloads and all that. But yeah, it was an awesome film.
3: Yeah.
0: I haven't seen it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Do you
2: want to just give us some thoughts on it? I,
0: I want to give you one thought. Okay. The reason I didn't see it is a bit odd. I remember watching a TV show where the exact same concept happened, but it wasn't the Beatles. It was, you know, Green Day's time of your life. Oh, I thought it was going to be Sliders with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, that could... That could we should great. talk about that a bit later Great on. series. The professor, great stuff, yeah. great stuff. But... Uh, if, if any any listeners of the Real Features podcast can get to to Pocko, I don't know what your email is or your Facebook. Well, well, yeah, hit just us up Dan. on that. Uh... What's his
2: personal address? They can just go to his house.
0: Oh, <laughs> look up the biggest house in town. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Guys. just a suburb of Templestowe. <laughs> 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 oh, just a bit of background about Pocko. He's very well deserved. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's all from Not the true. podcast. <laughs> <Not true>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, if anyone can DM Paul and let us know what that show was, it was the Green Day, Time of Your Life song, and no one knew it. But I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah.
2: Good in, inside. Did, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the,
3: before I go into nine, probably the main reason it sort of dropped for me is I, I kind of flicked through a lot of the movies just to refresh. I was trying to figure out which one was number one. Believe it or not, I actually was a little bit disappointed with the ending, Um, re-watching it. I actually kind of thought it was sort of a little bit... It wasn't too bad, but I just thought it was such a strong film. I thought, yeah, it could have been a little bit better but um, yeah was so, it your
0: number one Paul at some stage is that it wasn't my the, number one for crazy so it's yeah. going from that 10 high. to 1 yeah yeah, yeah wow. or 1 wow. to 10 yeah. did it go 1 to 10 did it yeah. go to 10 after you
2: watched it the second time and you went actually this is a piece of shit in top it's, 10 terms so it was
3: early in the year it came out so that's why I think I had it up high and it sort of and it kind of left always have it up high when it sort of leads me to the great feeling that kind mm. of um, that sort of sticks with me for days after and that one did have that Um, but then I think I watched a lot of, as obviously we get towards the end of the year award season, you get all the big, big movies that came out. Do you get influenced
2: by award season,
3: do you think? Not too much. I try not to, because I tried to generally write my top 10 before the awards even come out. Um, obviously it's hard not to get caught up a little bit in it, but I do try to keep it. This is my, and I guess to be very clear, this is my personal top 10. Yeah. This is also so subjective. Um, it's just my, yeah.
0: So yeah. But also, Paul, do you get influenced if you watch it with a significant other, or perhaps by yourself? Does that play a role in your choosing?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think everybody has. It- it's either I think for sure when you're when you're watching a film, like I, I mean. Kind of like I said, watching um, John Wick, you know, I watched it with a bunch of friends. The lads. Yeah, the the lads. lads With a bunch of friends who are really into action films and that elevated that for me. Um, Same with, I guess, expectations is a big part. If you're like Terminator. I haven't seen that. um, (laughs) Oh. But Terminator, like with you guys, like, you know, where we go and, you know, think it's going to be amazing and it's it's a pile of crap. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you for that insight, (laughs) Paul. No worries, Glove. (laughs) Number nine,
3: uh, I think you guys will be big fans of this one, was Avengers Endgame.
2: I'm glad that it's down that end of the list, to be fair. If you had that as number one, this wasn't going to end. I was going to sabotage it. (laughs) Which,
3: believe it or not, I, I mean, I actually had... Uh, um, Avengers Infinity War Uh, I think it it was even my number one last year which uh, lucky we didn't do a podcast that time but Mm, um, with you guys but uh, (laughs) but no Endgame look I watched it the first time and I liked it I was slightly underwhelmed because Infinity Wars was so good um, as a Marvel film Um, then I watched Endgame a second time and I had a lot more appreciation for it Um, yeah so Endgame I guess as a summary um is the combination of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe, universe as we know, um, which is a pretty much the after the devastating events from Avengers Infinity War, um, Universe and Ruins, uh, where pretty much all the heroes have to band together and fight against what is the big evil in Thanos. It's directed by the Russo brothers. The cast is obviously pretty much Hollywood. Um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mike Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett, Josh Brolin and everybody else um, the film was the highest grossing film of all time surpassing Avatar with 2.796 billion dollars it a lot. almost was under it and then what they did is they re-released the film in cinemas with an one deleted scene and that tipped them over the edge to get past Avatar. Yep.
0: That would have been deliberately filmed, I guess, the deleted scene as well. Just Robert Downey Jr. scratching his ass. You know, like, who gives a shit? Doing some of the old gear. Yeah, exactly. Back to his old days.
2: Hitting the Uh, bottom. (laughs)
3: Look, the reason I have this film still in the top 10, and I think the significance of this film, is the fact that the brilliance of the marketing of this it's undeniable. Like we're talking mm. about a formula that is Marvel that we've never seen before. Over 10 years, I think it's over 10 years, 22 films, 21 films prior to this one, the build-up, the um, build of each character where they give them the backstory, um, all leading to this massive battle. I mean, that's marketing. That is mm. the formula they did. They, they pulled everybody in. the culmination of one giant film um the budget they would have had looked undeniable when you had that sort of budget you're probably going to make a good film but it's probably more that um i think the other thing is when you compare this to dc um Mm. dc do it so poorly i mean they do do the odd film like joker so well Mm. but If we're sort of comparing the culmination of films where you're building up, you're building a universe, you're sort of building, um, like if we compare to, you know, um, Aquaman or um, the Suicide Squad or even Justice League, how poorly they did those. Was Aquaman
2: just quickly in 2019?
3: Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was, I'm uh, pretty sure it was the previous, I think, okay. hope it was the previous year. Because that, that was up there for that. a piece of shit that was in your piece of shit awards. That was a yeah.
2: really, anyway, <laughs> that was <laughs> shocking. We saw yeah. that together at, uh, we did. yeah, that was horrible. It was. Yeah, really nice. Input. Side note.
0: Um, <laughs> do, they, do you think they touched on, so it was your ninth pick of the year, so did they touch on all the previous films and all the characters, they give them enough space in this on
3: one? Absolutely, and I think that's why watching it the second time, so Infinity Wars was more about everybody together. It was a shock factor, surprised about the crazy sort of events that happened um, against the mold of what they had. Whereas this was also nostalgia. It was the build up. It was the nice, you know, it was a conclusion that um, fans sort of wanted at the end of it. Um, Some shocks in there, but it was a good send. Well, yeah, trying to avoid spoilers, but I'm pretty sure the whole world has seen it. But um, a good send off to a few key characters and things like that. So. yeah, I think it was quite. Um, it did a lot of fan service, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What sure. I
2: find impressive about all of that is that build up over the ten years yeah. and having that end goal and knowing, hey, if we do everything right up until now, it's going to be one of the biggest films ever. And yeah. They would have known that. Absolutely. You know, five years in, they would have gone, "This is going very well, and if we can keep building to this, it's going to be huge." And that's why they were so determined to make sure
3: it did, and it was yeah. the highest grossing. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. Mm. Next number, no, <laughs> number eight uh I had was Jojo Rabbit. Um yeah. so this is the Taika watiti film. Um so Taika uh, we've probably spoken a bit about on this podcast. Um he did Thor Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows a TV series um that I mentioned beforehand, Hunt for the Wilderpeople, um and many others, um even Flight of the Concords. Um, Jojo Rabbit, as we sort of spoke about before, is set in World War II um, following a young boy called Jojo who joins Hitler's army, um, has his life turned upside down when he finds out his mother um, is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Um, stars, the two main stars are not well-known, kind of young. Um, uh, obviously, they're sort of um, young in, in that regards, but um, also has Scarlet, Joe in it um, Sam Rockwell that was the one we were talking oh, trying to think of it before Sammy
2: Rockwell what an actor oh, he's so, so he's good he is, is for fantastic. Family he plays the hippie that's next door neighbour yeah. in Efforts yep. for Family that's where, good callback Cookson well yeah.
3: done <laughs> um, Rebel Wilson and even Stephen Merchant in it which is he's, he's quite hilarious in it
0: you know a couple said that to me Sorry, oh Paul, that's a the best because he's like
2: 6'7 too yeah. similar to you yeah
3: <laughs> sorry Paul continue on so someone actually said so just yeah, for context get uh, both, that a few both, times both Sam and Paul are celebrants yes, uh, you weird. can uh, contact them uh, you can do your plugs now if
0: you want uh, for celebrants <laughs> uh, standupcelebrant.com yeah
2: com. Okay. yeah right so you compared to uh, Stephen
3: Merchant there you go yeah sorry if you probably want probably Stephen Merchant yeah, yeah. yeah marry you <laughs> um, yeah I guess just to sort of finish off that recap so um, great acting by the cast especially the young cast I thought they, were, they did a really good job and as we sort of touched on before I guess to make a comedy of World War 2 with Hitler um, pretty impressive it's they, groundbreaking he did, he did, yeah it really is yeah, yeah I think they did a great job so mm. yeah okay good pick yeah mm. I don't know if you, yeah, you guys probably talked about that. I think before, we said more or less what we were, we were going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah, um, number seven was 1917. Um, is the, uh, so set in World War One, um, a regiment of allies assembles to um, to wage war deep within ter- uh, enemy territory. Two soldiers, in particular, tasked with uh, racing against the clock to deliver a message that could stop over. 1,600 men from walking uh, into a deadly trap Um, directed by Sam Mendes um, who of course is responsible for American Beauty Skyfall, uh, Spectre, uh, Road to Petition um, uh, relatively unknown leads um, but also the supporting cast did have a fair few known people like Mark Strong, Andrew Scott, uh, Richard Madden Colin Firth, Benedict Cumberbatch um, Benedict Look, yeah, it's real I, fine I still, in that?
2: N- uh, I know, know. it feels like he should have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Like a can we change? Yeah. General of some sort. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he should have been in there. Yeah. 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 Sorry, go yeah. on. <laughs> um, yeah, look, obviously the one shot film thing. It, it's similar to movies like Bird, uh, Birdman and Rope. Um, I thought. I love one-shot films. I think it's really well done, and um, this one was certainly up there. I think, as far as the one-shot, one one-shot um, take uh, type concept, in particular, I guess the camera sequences and and some of the things that probably blew my mind on that regards was when they would spin. Spin the camera around, you've got walls there, um, you're in caves and things like that, how seamless that was. I know trickery of the camera with editing and things like that, but not only that, when they're running through muddy, Terrain and stuff like that, and you would obviously have to use some sort of thing on wheels across that, which is you know muddy sort of terrain, and to hold that smooth camera shot across. And I was sort of getting into the nitty gritty, but it, it's impressive how they sort of did that. Um, I know it's all within the space of one day, but I felt like they moved the program, uh, pr- moved the uh, movie along. They progressed it. They kept suspense while continuing a little bit of character, you know, moving the character as as they uh, kept going in a short time. Um, but it is interesting I think Sam you even mentioned this that the story is almost about just communication lines just a message mm-hmm. and um, and also I guess uh, there's not many World War one films it's all about World War two mm-hmm. so it's it's a bit of a novel concept about World War one so yeah. yeah so I know how I liked it yeah I know,
2: yeah I enjoyed it. I did. I thought it was really good. The only thing for me was... And the one shot, I was so impressed, similar to you, by how they would do things in this continuous shot. But I thought at a few points in the film, because of that and because they were committed to that, it did move slowly for me personally in a few parts just because they'd committed to that one shot. Mm -hmm. Which maybe that's just part of the art form with that film. But I just thought you know, some of those scenes went for quite a while just... But I, like that first opening scene, to me, was just amazing. Mm. Just from... Without giving away too much. But once again, seeing them pretty much being selected to go into battle and then seeing the walk up to the battlefield. It's just... Mm. What a shot. And how many takes did that take? I don't know. Mm. But incredible.
0: Yeah, look, I love the concept. Um, another similar movie Not similar But Long Shots Children of Men Is one of my favourite mm, movies Of all yeah. time Really? Love that movie oh, cool, One yeah. of my favourites yeah, yeah. But I just felt This was missing something I saw it with a friend And at the end of the movie We turned to each other Who was a friend? It was Jared O'Shaughnessy Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Trigger it just, it a Trigger 3s. <laughs> but it was just missing something And I think One of my main Criticisms Against it Is I think it Was massively miscast I'm not too sure Ooh. Who the the main actor was, but he walked throughout that whole movie just looking doe eyed. I didn't mm. think he had much range. Mm. I just it didn't quite hit for me. I love the concept. I love those sort of movies, but I, I don't know
3: expectations. Do you think that was maybe a that fun? was a bit to do with yeah. it?
0: Absolutely, because I was so excited to see this movie, but mm. it just it didn't quite hit the mark for me. It was a little slow in places. It felt a little forced in places over the con the whole just one day that this amount of activity could happen. Also the German soldiers completely firing from five meters out and missing off the mark when they were chasing him a few times. I don't know. It's it's still an enjoyable movie though.
3: I see I, I didn't mind the the missing it like I I, I yeah it there were scenes where you'd be like, yeah probably would hit them on that. But um I think knowing um that the guns they would have been using back mm. then they they were would have been pretty rickety. Um practically slingshots. Yeah, exactly. And having him like I don't know, Sam, I know you fight a gun as well. I have two. Mm. Not sure if you guys have. But sometimes they're not they're not as easy as they look on films, like to sort of like be yeah. Um yeah, look, there were certainly some scenes where they're pretty close and they probably could have hit them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time I think those old rifles that they would have been using probably would have been a little bit tougher having said that well, there was a scene where i think the main guy was potting someone from a distance and you took him a few shots yeah the snubber, him, yeah because yeah. Yeah. that little bridge there yeah
0: geez mark strong loves a good cameo as well he always he does. pops up in yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. good though. I love Mark. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Big Clive Owen fan then, Clove.
0: Love oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Not in him much these no, days, Clive. No. He's a great actor. I'm a big fan him of Him and Jared Butler have Yeah, they, they almost seem like either. the same person to me a bit.
2: Yeah. Did they um, Clive Owen was in arrested oh, not arrested Development. Curb your enthusiasm, the latest season. He was in one episode. Really? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. It's good. It's it's good. Anyway, so, check go. that out. there you go. You should watch it, Glove. Okay. Four from Grace for him. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. Larry David It's yeah. bloody no, royalty, it's mate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, number six. Uh, I think Sam will like this one. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah! Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the Quentin Tarantino film. For those who don't know Quentin Quint- Tarantino and have been living under a shell Jesus pretty much the whole <laughs>
0: <laughs> whole Fiction Shouldn't Kill be listening Bill to this podcast. Glorious Bastards Dranko
3: Unchained um, this movie primarily focuses on a fated television actor and his stunt double who strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during 1969 Los Angeles um, at the same time it also has a subplot on the Charles Manson family and their murders um, of course as all Quentin Tarantino films, huge cast. Um, it's got DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margo Robbie, Mill Hirsch, Timothy uh, Timothy Elephant, um, Dakota Fanning, Bruce Dern, Al Pacino. It's dark.
0: Luke Perry
2: as well. Yeah. Luke Perry really departed. There Luke Perry yeah. Departed. yeah, it's got Uma Thurman's daughter in it too. Okay, yeah. interesting. She's one of the ones who really? sits in the back uh-huh. of the yeah, because she was in Stranger Things, the latest episode oh, uh, yeah. season of Stranger Things. Oh, okay,
3: There, you go.
2: there
3: you go. yeah. Hmm, interesting.
2: No Uma though.
3: No, Uma, yeah.
2: Where is Uma? It's a good question. Mm. Just Sorry, Paul, I'm Probably report you. that. You. Yeah, yeah. Just missing. <laughs>
3: um, as always, you know, acting's great. Look, I-, I think Tarantino, dialogue-wise, would have to be one of the greatest of all time. His dialogue and his written ability, like, you know, his scripts are just fantastic. Um, just the re- random, you know, chit-chat and-, and dialogue between characters is just so well done soundtrack is always you know fantastic for him um the way it's shot um everything um yeah it's and not only that but i sort of mention this a lot of the time because generally tarantino features in my top 10 but his knowledge of world cinema and the inspiration that he usually draws into his cinema into his films, you can sort of see he's a big nerd. Um, you know, it's it's great. Um, he also seems to really love his westerns at the moment. You know, he's done Hateful Eight, Django Unchained, mm. um, and he even has a lot of western sort of um, um, inspiration in this as well. Um, but yeah, I I guess the thing with this one. Is that I just love the way that Tarantino rewrites history. I know there's a lot of controversy about this one, but it's Tarantino. He just doesn't care. He just he challenges, um, you know, difficult subjects like you know the fact that this is, um, you know, the Manson murders. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, he's done that in the past with World War II and things like that. It's um, it's great. Um, I'd say could have been maybe a little bit shorter it was a long run time um, that is a lot of probably a little bit of the uh, controversy about it as well um, and a little bit of controversy around how he betrayed people like Bruce Lee mm. uh, which is again it's, it's just a film it's Tarantino you know he rewrites things and if you think about what he did with the Bruce Lee character and how that actually had a big part on the story and how it set up the build up of what Brad Pitt's character was it's actually pretty, like it's actually quite integral. I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think?
2: I love this film. This would be close to my number one for 2019. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. In the in the theater, I, I loved it, but it was more upon watching it the second and third time that I just there's just so much in it. And once you kind of know what's going on in the story, you can really kind of enjoy what's happening in it. You you touched on the soundtrack, Tarantino's selection of of songs and things that are true to that time. It just is impeccable. Soundtrack's perfect. The cast, I mean, Jesus, is just out of this world. But even the backstory, like, as you said, it centers around the Manson kind of murders and all that type of deal. But just Brad Pitt, Leo being a struggling actor, that whole story, there's just so much going on in it. Mm. And I just, I loved it. Just a throwback. It's great to see a movie in the 60s. I don't know, man. I just, yeah, really loved it.
0: Yeah. Glove I thought it was really excellent You can see every bit The best thing about Tarantino movies Is every bit of his enthusiasm And his love for his past Or whatever it is Is like in every single frame like whether we know it or otherwise. But his ability to create a mood, like to live around those times, you felt like you were transported back to that time. Yeah. And I'm with you, Slavs. The first time I watched it, I had basically no idea what was going on. I had to yeah. rewatch it a second time and I enjoyed it a second time. The first time I felt the run time did bother me a little bit. But once I knew what was going on and you, well, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but what was happening towards the end, you were kind of looking forward yeah. to that. It's like... I can't wait for that to happen again and I enjoy the little bits and pieces that Yeah, you came can really kind of it. just
2: enjoy it more when because and as you alluded to, Cookson, about the runtime, because it does go for so long, there's a lot to take in and you're really taking in all this info for three and a bit hours. So you're kind of trying to work out what the hell's going on here. Different storylines happening, as with every Tarantino movie. But I think it is really one of those ones. If you've only watched it once and you're like, eh it was okay," I really would encourage people to watch it that second time at least. Yeah,
0: um, definitely the second time I enjoyed DiCaprio's performance. I loved it the first time, but then seeing what he would do, incredible. It's it, it just, mm. yeah, yeah. You, you see a bit of yourself in it. Yeah, every time you watch it, it was awesome.
3: Yeah, awesome. And same so like probably growing up we watched it like I, I probably I think we watched a few of the Manson, you know, mm. um movies based on it and and uh knowing so much about that and then seeing, you know, what this movie does uh, to it. I, I the ending for me was amazing. Was I, I just, loved it. It, it was yeah, so well satisfying. done. Yeah, it also, was very yeah. Satisfying very yeah. satisfying. It's
2: awesome to see once again, something that's completely original. You can tell so quickly that Tarantino has a blank check. Mm. He can just go in and say, this is what I wrote. So and I'm going to make this. And it's going to go for 19 hours. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I'm not editing it. And they go, yeah, okay, release mm. it. Like It's just so awesome to see that because he is so talented. But mm. it's just something very different. And yeah, i I yeah. yeah. very big fan of that.
0: Yeah. Probably one of the funniest callbacks as well towards the end where I'm not going to give it away, but DiCaprio goes into the thing. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, not yeah. going to give it away. Yeah, um, it's just some really cool stuff.
2: And... I don't know, but there was there was. I mean, Margot Robbie was great in it, playing mm. Sharon Tate. But there was, you know, people were accusing Tarantino of not giving her a big enough role and things mm. of that nature. Mm. To be fair, she played the role perfectly. She, she was, was great, fantastic she was in it. But she didn't need to be in it mm. any more than she was. It was perfectly mm. written the way it was. I just didn't understand that criticism to mm. it. To be honest.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A few movies got that criticism, which we'll go into later as well. But yeah, um, yeah interesting. it's, it's uh, hmm, interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, which actually leads me into the next one. But um, just before we go on to the next one, um, interesting fact actually on that that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarantino is developing a series based on uh, bounty Law. Wow. wow! Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Limited <laughs> series, so uh, should say. Apparently, he's already written five episodes, so it's going to probably wow, be a five episode fantastic. one. Obviously, so how that so one goes. So he's going so to TV. Yeah, he's doing TV because yeah. he's only. You know, he said he's only going to make 10 feature films, so he said he's How going many to, has he done? Nine. Nine. Holy shit. Mm. He was
0: going to do a Star Trek. Wasn't he going to do it? He with? was. He was
3: thinking about that, but I don't know Surely where they're going to go. you can just start. go, all
2: right, I'm going to do 20. Like this, come on. Don't,
3: he's don't the one deny saying us it. He's of the one, that.
0: But I love that he's only doing yeah. 10. He's like, especially there's something special about that. If they're too. all killers, yeah,
2: which yeah. they are. They even yeah. asked
3: Brad Pitt about that, and he said, yeah, like it's almost out of principle, like because he made the comment and people are like, oh, sure, but he's actually... Now, because people are questioning it, it's almost like, because he is who he is. It I'm
2: depends he, yeah. when he brings that out because it is denying us. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. That it's is denying is thing. us of such an awesome he, director.
3: He, he did say that he'll do things like TV or, or theater or things okay. like that, but yeah. Anyway. Wow, anyway. Yeah. And we'll keep it moving. Speaking of uh, long run time, this podcast is going for a little while, but uh, we're down to the final five, so uh, okay. here Probably we go. Three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, number five was The Irishman. Um, so, of course, the Marty Scorsese-directed uh, film. Um, Scorsese, who, of course, has directed great films such as Taxi Driver, The Departed, Goodfellas, The Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, and so many more. Um, an up-and-comer.
1: <laughs>
3: the Irishman is based on a true story. Uh, the movie follows Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who is an aging hitman as he recounts his time working with the mob through the 1950s to 70s and the intersecting events with his friend, Jimmy Hoffa, who is the former president of International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Um, huge cast, uh, all-star cast, includes my favorite, uh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro um, and of course, El Pacino, um, with his first collaboration with uh, Scorsese, um, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel, Ray Romano, Anna Paquin, and Jesse Plemons. Um, plus the the Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire cast of um, Bobby Cannavale, Stephen Graham, and Jack Houston were all in it as well, which Scorsese had a hand in. Um, this is the fourth time that Al Pacino and De Niro have been in a film together. Mm. Um, Godfather, Heat, Righteous Kill, and now this one.
0: Oh, Righteous Kill.
3: Yeah, oh, that? that one wasn't great. <laughs> um, yeah, so this... It's is I guess what was groundbreaking about this, so first off, why I loved it was I'm a big... Scor- Scorsese's my favorite director of all time. It's got my favorite actors, a lot of nostalgia. It's a throwback to the Scorsese um, uh, gangster-type films, but also the groundbreaking. It was quite a daring thing to get your aging stars and to use cgi throughout the whole film to make them young i mean we've never seen that before in a whole film you know mm. in patches but let's think about it de niro 76 pacino 79 pesci wow. 77 Kaitel 80 Jesus! you've brought them all back to make them look a lot younger mm. i know there were some scenes where they probably look pretty pretty old <laughs> yeah. as they're, I they're walking around one specific one <laughs> but it, but it was really good um 3.5 hours it was a long heist um, released in Netflix um, but yeah no, uh, yeah it it was pretty good as we're talking about controversy a lot of controversy about the fact that there weren't too many female characters and the female characters had limited roles or quite quite weak um, but it's a gangster film does you know i i'm all for female led films um, things like that but um, does it mean that we have to limit films, I don't know, sometimes to not, you know, why can't we sometimes have films that are ah, like, this is based on true events. It's what's we true rewrite to the, history, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think it's
2: what's true to the story. If the story, you know, the setting of that story is in what Jimmy Hoffer, it's like the 70s, 60s, whatever. Like mm. it's, that's what the story demanded, you know, and the mm. stories that have a lot more women in it and they should be played Accordingly, I yeah. think it's it's whatever suits the art form because then we're changing art for the sake of satisfying other things, and I think that's one thing you don't want to do. You want to keep art pure,
0: hundred mm, percent, mm. and then you're just catering to what's going on in yeah. social matters. And that's the best thing about these types of films: fact that it's going for three and a half hours, it's going against social trend. Yeah, probably went on for bloody long time like it it's 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 hard to be a rewatchable film because well, it goes there's so on many something.
2: guidelines around like breaking it into two parts or three parts so so you can kind of digest it a bit better yeah um, yeah
0: I know we've talked about this but Pacino in this incredible is his best role since I, I can't even remember when he's so much more subtle and especially yeah. playing Jimmy Hoffa you think he could go over the top with it mm. but he plays it perfectly yeah and, and Joe pesci as well like Joe Pesci mm. didn't want to come back from this for no. this movie he, he was, was in retirement this yeah. is the only thing that got him out yeah. and he is incredible in it as well he's subtle because you think yeah. Pesci you think Pesci from Casino yeah, from man. Goodfellas crazy hard man over the top but he's so reserved and subtle in this and
2: he wore that gremlin outfit which yeah. is really good <laughs> <laughs> dominated and yeah. then De
0: Niro as well and I know the scene you're thinking of when he beats up that guy. At like the fruit shop or whatever. Was thinking, yeah, right. that is... That's a bit old. Yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, he looked a
2: little old. But to be honest, and to what you said, Paul, is that it really... They did an incredible job. Like, they're working with a nursing home. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. So, those guys are old as shit. Mm, yeah. And to get a film like that, the acting was spot on. As you said, Pacino was just incredible. I was, yeah, yeah captivated by him. Scorsese. Like, mm. it's just... Speaking of like, he's an old boy too. And he's mm. just still just hitting it, yeah, man. Just killing yeah, it. So, so it was, yeah, it was a great film. And it was yeah. just the build up. And we heard about this getting made so long ago with Netflix, like with all those guys coming out and getting together. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And I feel like it didn't really disappoint. Because mm. that's a huge build up, finding those names together, all yeah. making this big budget film. So it wasn't like expectation was low for this. It was high. Yeah. And I felt like it did very well against that.
0: Yeah. You talk about lack of female characters, but I can't remember um, who she was, but De Niro's daughter, who mm-hmm. plays a really big role in like looking at him and he, she yep. knows what's going on. Yep. Just her even looking and at Pac- him. Anna Paquin, I think it was. Is yeah, it pa- Anna yeah from True Blood. And- Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Like, her, her role was understated, but it proves you don't need to be throughout the whole movie like Margot Robbie before mm. as well to have a really major impact absolutely. on the plot and storyline so but that's mm. what the
2: what was in the story too yeah that's, that, that's the story like yeah. I don't know what like you're gonna change the film I don't mm. know mm.
0: but yeah and she can still have that impact yeah, without it of course it. So, absolutely mm. good point
3: Cool. Uh, on to number four. Um,
0: better. This is exciting. They've, if that's what's come up already, yeah. Coco, why do <laughs> you We're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. I don't know what could the hell is going to be on here.
3: Uh, number four, I actually had as marriage story. Um, mm. I know, Glover, I don't think you've seen this one. but um, yeah, I really want so to see it now. Short Good. and sweet. Essentially, it's a marriage breakup story. It's a divorce story, but... Um, yeah, directed by Noah uh, Bormbach. Bormbach, I think. Yeah, you pronounce it. But um, yeah, wow. Uh, cast of Adam Adam Driver, who is absolutely dominating at the moment. Scarlett Johansson, um, who was nominated for this and nominated for uh, Jojo Rabbit uh, for a uh, Academy Award. Unfortunately, missed out in both. Um, Laura Dern, who actually won the Academy Award for support for this film. Alan Elder and uh, good old Rayleigh Otter as well. Um, uh, Yeah, just look, no doubt the acting was amazing in this. Probably the best uh, out of any film. Like it was just, it was so well done. Some great monologue scenes, raw emotion. Um, Just, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what to expect when I watched it. The way that they set up the film, the way that you can see a couple who good intentions in their relationship or seeing that it's not working but how ugly it can turn as they go on. Um, Really powerful. There's no doubt you can see a lot of parallels to this movie and the old film Kramer vs. Kramer which starred Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Very similar but um, yeah, absolutely loved this film. Thought it was Mm. fantastic. Me
2: too. Yeah. I saw it and I thought it was... It's one of those ones where I was like I wasn't excited for it. I went in with low expectation, not for any reason. It just didn't seem to excite me, just off what I'd seen. But you were spot on about the acting. Some of those scenes just goosebumps. Mm. Like really just really argument is. stuff. Sometimes that can be just yelling in films and it's just like, oh, okay, all right, it gets a bit much. But it was just the emotion and they, they sucked you into it. The performances. Adam Driver was incredible. Scarlett, mm. phenomenal. Yeah. And even just yeah, the, the lawyers yeah, who we were played in so that, well and just done. the process and how something can start out nice, turn and then come back, and you just don't know what's going to happen between this relationship. And I thought, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, very good film.
3: Yeah, I was Laura Dern absolutely deserved that. Oh she, my god, that was yeah, the best was performance great. I've absolutely seen from it's her. It. She, she was amazing. Yeah, she was. I never knew yeah. she had that range yeah. in her. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Alan Elder was, you know, great as the great subtle Liotta all And Ray Otter is the very outgoing uh, uh, like it was just the perfect mix. It was it was yeah, fantastic. Mm. Love, you oh, haven't we'll, seen us yeah, I oh, oh, we'll definitely yeah. see because I'm yeah.
0: intrigued to how see how they could make a a, a breakup movie into your top five yeah. movies but of that's the what, year that's mm. exactly
2: right it just screams like how good the acting and the the cast were and the story like the yeah. writing's mm. incredible but if the concept itself you're like ugh that's why I kind of when I mm. heard what it was about I was like eh, that's why not I really haven't watched it
0: it yeah. seems like a generic storyline like yeah, a, a rom-com f- of some sort very good mm. Mm. very okay. good intriguing
3: number three oh. the top three number three for me was Midsummer. Nice. so this was the horror film mentioned before. yeah it's very high Um, so yeah, so this was, uh, I got to start off by saying massive warning on this one because it was very, very gruesome and gory or or not, not gruesome and gory, but it was, it was pretty full on, very confronting film. Um, definitely not for everybody. uh, So I just warned that it is sort of, I guess, classified as a horror film. So the film is set on a group of young adults that travel to Sweden for a midsummer festival, And I guess what begins as a relaxing spiritual uh, retreat quickly develops into an increasingly violent and bizarre uh, twist at the hands of a cult. Um, Directed by Ari Astar, who also did Hereditary, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. Um, Yeah, it's very twisted, very messed up sort of horror film, but very original um, with some funny moments, but also some disgusting ones. Uh, I guess you would call it. Um, but just the originality, the way it's shot, um, yeah, it's it, it's a movie that will last with you for a long time to come. Um, what I thought was quite cool about it as well was it sort of follows these uni students, these sort of your, your typical young, um, I guess, teenagers, are sort of, or, or not even teenagers, but their, their quest to do good in the world, um, how they're accepting of, I guess cults even though when things start to become a little absurd and shocking that instead of running that they kind of stick around and embrace it it was Mm. it was yeah quite quite funny but full-on as well so um i guess the other thing i I love the ending as well i thought that was great um but uh i know there's a lot of parallels to the film the wicker man to it but uh, I still thought it was very original enough, and and uh, yeah, originality that we sort of don't see a whole lot of these days. So. Mm. Yeah, glove. I don't think you. No, I'm desperate yeah. to see. It. Yeah, desperate to see it. yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, I love that sort of movie. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, yeah.
2: Traditionally, yeah. I'm not a massive horror fan. I don't not like it, but it's not a, a genre I generally run out to. But I found like this had so many more dimensions to it, to be fair. Like, mm. I mean, you, you classify it as a horror. Yeah. But it just had a lot going on for it. And it was, yeah, the cult side of things kind of sucks you in as a, as a viewer. And it's just, it's got its moments of gore, but then it's not a gore fest. Mm. There's certain moments where you're like, holy shit. But then it's just, yeah, it's got a lot. I don't know. You just don't know where it's going.
0: It yeah. sounds to me as someone hasn't seen it's like it's it's hard to describe. It is, yeah, so it really is, yeah. and, and
2: yeah. it's not a traditional storyline or story arc or anything. It's just there's a lot going on there, Absolutely. but it's it's really cool. Strong performances all around. Who's the guy in it who we've seen in a few things?
3: Uh, the guy with the eyebrows. What do yeah, you call yeah, it? yeah, yeah, eyebrows. Not, yeah, eyebrows. <laughs> we call him eyebrows. I forget his name. Actually, you don't know who yeah. he is,
2: but he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's it's actually set really in coming. Sweden, obviously, isn't it is. It? Yeah. So.
3: Tell you who is an absolute standout in this film. That's the main uh, female, I forget her name, sorry, but she's she's great in it. Yeah. Um and she was in a few films. I think she's sort of an up and coming star, but she was uh, she was great. She, yeah, she um, yeah dominated this one. So yeah, yeah it was good. No,
2: nah, it was a mm. cool film. Good call. Number
3: two I had is the Joker. Oh, or Joker. Oh, yes. Um so Joker. <laughs> So Joker uh, is, uh, of course, uh, a DC comic book adaptation on the notorious Batman villain known as, of course, the Joker. Uh, this is uh, set in Gotham City following the struggle, struggling comedian Arthur Fleck, of course, played by um, Joaquin Phoenix, who is not only battling mental illness, but is mistreated by society. Uh, the movie explores his downward spiral, which, of course, leads him to the path of his alter ego. Directed by Todd Phillips, who is known for very dramatic uh, films like The Hangover, Old School, and Road Trip.
2: Um, wow, he did Road Trip. Did Road yeah. Trip? As well. That was a great film. It was a lairy oh, film. A <laughs> you didn't enjoy
0: it. it? No, it's funny. Tom, Tom Green. I, it's good. Got all the classics in there. <laughs>
3: Um, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix, De Niro, and uh, Zazie Beats. Um, yeah, as you guys, you know, you sort of talked about this one beforehand, and uh, I guess we sort of have sort of addressed this earlier in the podcast, but there is no doubt. I think Glove may even have been you, or I can't remember who said it, but the parallels to the Scorsese films, um, in particular, Taxi Driver. And the King of Comedy. I don't know if you guys have seen that yeah, one. That's what De Niro. It is. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Jerry Lewis. It well. is correct. Yeah. yeah, and that's I think why they brought De Niro into this movie because you've literally got two of the films that are massively inspired by uh, this film as well. Mm. So um, it's got the same sort of grittiness, shot, um, the soundtrack. It's 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 Scorsese to a T, and that old school sort of um, feeling. Um, sort of mentioned it earlier again in the the podcast, but if we detach this from a DC comic film, it would still be right up there. We're talking about, yeah, the deterioration of the mental state of somebody. And, you know, people who who bag this film, we're talking about mental health which is such a big thing in in today's society and this is the perfect case of how you know they're trying to get help and if they don't get it especially and and even though it's gotham city we know you know gotham city is very new york sort of feel Mm -hmm. um it's sort of showing someone struggling and and let down and i guess the extremes you know somebody then retaliating and and seeing how they they've they've broken as a person Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing but Wow! Wow! What a development of a mm. of a character.
2: Some good comedian uh, cameos in that too. You got Mark Maron. Yep. And you've got Brian Callan in it.
0: Brian Callen. There's another one in there as well who was. Oh, warm. um,
2: what's his name? Who does the stand up? Yeah, he does the stand up. Yeah, he I saw so he him was,
0: in... was not Mark Norman. It's a very similar type of comedian. Oh God, what's his name?
2: Annoying. Yeah, that's going to be annoying.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The. the there's put... so much to love about this. The fact that you don't... Because he's an unreliable narrator as the Joker himself. That's oh, some saw, of the music. I'm
2: playing some of the soundtrack for Wild
1: Glove.
2: Do you want to speak <laughs> while <laughs> this is going? I thought there was <laughs> a bloody course, airplane. We're in the it. Corona.
0: I thought there was another <laughs> September 11 going on here. Jesus Christ. So sounds got some tunes. I'm playing <laughs> some of the soundtrack played. as Wild Glove talks. Well, he was an unreliable narrator during the whole thing. So you didn't know what was real and what wasn't. So when he was with his girlfriend, but that obviously wasn't his girlfriend, and then Spoiler, I'm like, but yeah. you went <laughs> <laughs> yeah, halfway through, but you didn't really know what was going on with him. Yeah. Every scene, as Bill Burr would say, was like a closer. So yeah. every scene was meticulously made. Like when he was going down the stairs, when he was mm. on the bus, every scene was just a fucking would blow your mind. Sorry for swearing. Yeah. Apologies for that. But outstanding. Yeah. Every single aspect of it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Try speaking with without. Yeah. Video I know. Not. <laughs> you I'll turn it off for me.
2: No. It. Was, yeah. I'd echo all that. I mean, we spoke about it at length. Unfortunately, earlier in the podcast. <laughs> Great soundtrack. Um, Walking Phoenix performance was just incredible. As I said earlier. Jesus, is this still playing? No. No, that's a truck. Um, yeah. He, he just. Uh, going in, trying to, not leap, it was a very different performance from Heath Ledger, but just going in with that, as I said earlier, was just mentally just to do that would be so tough. And I know that a bit of insight from listening to the Mark Maron podcast was that because he had a scene with Viking, yeah. um, he doesn't break character. Mm. So he had nothing, he couldn't Characters, talk yeah. to him or anything. He wow. literally stays in character. He goes and eats food in as character as a Joker. Doesn't give a shit.
0: So, <laughs> wow. yeah. Just like De Niro wow. would have done. Like, Didn- he was always in character yeah. as well. Yeah. Good method acting. All the yeah. yeah.
2: Crazy. So that's a bit of insight. But amazing. no, awesome film.
3: Yeah. Transformation to his body, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Imagine living with him in, like during filming of
0: that. Tough kid. Well, he was raised on like a hippie type commune. Yeah. And, so, and River Phoenix, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can draw from a lot of uh, heartache, that's for sure. Mm,
3: yeah. As a character, the Joker, I mean, we like, you know, what it did to, to Heath Ledger and I guess how hard that Joaquin had to, you know, draw within himself to, to pull out for this. It's quite remarkable, isn't it, that just a, a comic book character... Is that powerful, and people are reaching that deep, and what they have to do to themselves to portray this character? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Like when you think about it, I think
2: it's a credit to the writers too, man, to the the script that's going there, and just it's almost just dare. Like stuff isn't getting lighter. In mm. All these types of films, especially with the Batman franchise, yeah. it's getting darker. It is, it's yeah. got to. Why well, you can't yeah. suddenly go back to Jim Carrey times with yeah. this shit? Yeah. You know, that's not happening yeah. The no red line. Yeah. No, no, mm. exactly. The green jumpsuit with question marks on
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting enough, they're looking at a sequel already, and I think uh, wow. both Joaquin. and, uh, even though it's supposed to be a one off but obviously the popularity of it and Phillips is obviously very keen because it's his step out of comedy. So. Yeah. He's had a few other steps out of comedy though, didn't he? What else has he done?
2: Did, did he do... He's done something else hmm. that wasn't
3: completely...
0: Comedy. Someone... Like, while Sam's doing that, would yeah. you like the sequel to drift more into the Batman lore?
3: So, uh, yeah, they are saying whether or not they expanded in, but so probably one of the the, the two main things, I guess, with the, so to get to that point, there's two things, I think, with this film um, that probably people are questioning about. One is, which isn't related to your question, but I'll get it out of the way. The first one was when he meets Bruce Wayne and the age mm. difference between Joker and Bruce Wayne is yeah. quite different. Um, the second one is that He's a very—he's very loose and very mentally unstable. And Joker's superpower—he doesn't have a superpower. His superpower is almost his intellect is a match to Bruce Wayne. Mm. Um, that they're both outsmarting each other. They're both kind of like what Heath Ledger's character did with during Dark Knight. They were he was always one step ahead of him. Mm. His intellect was amazing. Whereas this Joker, Batman would catch him in a second. He would just go to his place and be like, you know, you know, like the cops yeah. would sort of walk over to him. Yeah. It's more just pure um, chaos, right, it is. as opposed
2: to like that strategist. Absolutely. Something. Yeah.
3: So I think that. I think Todd Phillips has asked about that and he did say that's what he would like to explore in the next movie is, okay, now he's become the Joker. How does he become, how does he get that genius the intellect? Mm. Yeah, so, hmm. War Dogs. Mm.
1: He
2: also did War Dogs, which is still oh, kind of a comedy, yeah. but that was yeah. a very good film. I it liked War Dogs.
0: Yeah, Jonah mm. Hill. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he also produced A Star Is Born. Oh, really? Yeah, right. yeah.
1: there you go. Didn't direct it though. Okay, okay. no. Bradley Bradley's... Cooper's did. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, number
0: one. Ooh, I think I know what you got here, okay. Do we have a drum roll, Sam? It's Rocket Man.
3: Number one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no.
2: Just like a... Come on, Give <laughs> us your number one. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Another drum roll. Yay!
3: Parasite.
1: Uh, one.
3: So, of course, Parasite did win the Academy Award for Best Picture. And no, that didn't completely influence me on say, this. It I to say, I asked you about uh, this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Parasite follows a poor family uh, called the Kims who con their way into finding several different paths to serve and work for a rich family known as the Parks. Despite early success to infiltrate the family with their fake personas, their lives get extremely complicated in trying to uphold the secrets and lies when the deception to the Park family is threatened by exposure. So, this is directed by Bong Joon-ho, who, of course, directed The Host, Memoirs of Murder and Snowpiercer. Um, This film also also won four Oscars, um, including Best Picture at the Academy Awards. I'd say the film starts kind of slow, but... As the second half gets into it, it really picks up to another level. Um, great intensity, um, very quirky and very original storyline. Um, was a massive fan of this. I think you know the acting, the cast. I'm a big fan of, um, especially the the main actor who is the dad in the family, mm-hmm. um, Kang Ho Song, um, who. He's massive actually in, in um, South Korea he's starred in so many great films like old boy the host thirst handmaiden um, and I, I guess that's the thing with this film it's a great Korean film it puts Korean films and Asian Asia cinema on the map especially when we're talking about award recognition um, th- I'm a massive um, Asia Asia like uh, you know Asian cinema fan um, there are so many great films out there. Part of me was why I was wavering a little bit on whether or not this should be number one is largely because there are so many great Asian films out there um, that probably should receive the award recognition that this one does. But um, actually talking to uh, my brother about it and that kind of swayed me a little bit as well to put this on number one because he he made a good point that this film, it actually is powerful in that regards because it actually puts um, Asian cinema Back on the map and and puts a spotlight on it, um, especially if you if you're a fan of this film. There are so many great films that you should look at. In particular, I mean, um, if we're sort of reeling off some of the other ones, you can look at um, director Jiwon Kim. Great, you know, has had some great films like A Tale of Two Sisters, I Saw the Devil, um, Chung Dong Lee, um, his movie Burning, and my favourite um south korean director chun wuk park he did the vengeance trilogy which is including old boy thirst um joint security area three extremes and the handmaiden yeah it's a great film and i i really hope this does um continue to spot put the light on asian cinema because it really is fantastic and if people are put off by subtitles um which obviously this is is a you know um, a foreign film. Then you kind of need to get over that because you're missing out on a lot of great cinema out there.
2: Well, just mm. learn the language, you know. Exactly. So you just learn Korean, and then yeah. you don't have to use a subtitles. One hundred percent. If you don't want to read and stuff, yeah.
0: You Ways know? mm. the audiences down there? Exactly. There mm. are. Sam, love. All right. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, I I love this. It was a very good film. Mm. Deserving number one. Paul Cookson. I thought. Um, yeah, similar to a lot of these films, you didn't kind of know exactly where it was and it was very unique in that and it was just kind of a bit of a chaos ball and the way it ends, the the finale is something almost in the the same light as uh, the Tarantino film we were just talking about, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like It's just chaos at the end in a great way. It just builds to something and um, yeah, I was a big fan mm-hmm. overall And and traditionally what you were talking about, subtitle films, like, you sometimes, it better be good. Yeah. If i got to read it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Cookson, I think if if this guy was alive today, he, he would be happy to see that his legacy has continued on. It was a very Hitchcockian type film mm. where there were yeah. things that, that... The second half of this movie takes a whole different complexion that you have no idea what's happening. And you can the The good thing about it is the first half isn't filler. The no. first half you can laugh at some of the the piss takes they're taking out of this rich family with their the artistic, the son or daughter I can't remember which one it was, but the piss takes they're tangy out of yeah. it, and then the way it it just reveals itself because it's kind of playful. It's playful there yeah. for a while,
2: and it just takes you on this journey and these twists, and it's yeah. It's yeah,
0: incredible. It's sensational. Also, my favorite uh lovemaking scene in oh. uh in oh. all of the movies, It was a bit on the couch. On the couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you was like that. That felt very yeah. real. I yeah, thought it did. Um, it felt mm. really the like, actors were I'm great. I'm not even really being a dick about this, but it was a real, real sort of scene quite quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was, it was a, quite nice. And the was callback, nice. the, <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of a callback, like funny but also sad, about the dad smelling, you know, how they kept on back to it. Yeah, that was hilarious, but it was kind of like then. Yeah. Yeah, it sort was... of made you the the duality, I don't know if that's a word of both of that. Yeah. It was yeah. it sort of mm. typified the whole movie as a whole. But also yeah. then
2: a bit like heavier to that, like he couldn't no matter what fake kind of persona and image they were pushing, yeah. Maybe the, the poverty of their situation couldn't be literally washed off through that. Yeah.
0: And that that had a massive influence on the way it ended as well, if you you recall. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible film. Mm. Question
2: for you guys. Mm. How long and will it happen, a US remake, English remake?
0: Because
3: we're we're seeing that quite quickly to the point that um, I think The Upside came out, which was a remake of um, Intouchables, I think it was. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. um, Had... um, had uh, Kevin Hart and um, oh my god and uh, and um, I forget his um, main guy out of uh, Breaking Bad um, oh um, Brian Cranston Brian Cranston yeah really? in wheelchair yeah
2: was he still playing Walter White
3: unfortunately no <laughs> but uh, yeah so no it's a good question Jesse <laughs> yeah actually I think no, you actually say that, but I think they're actually exploring a TV series based on the same universe. It's all about the universe now. So, so if they I do think, that, then they can just kind of get in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah pick
0: Christ. up that audience. Mm. Lazy writing, yeah. that's what I call it. Mm. I don't think they'll do a remake of this because it was so big and so popular and the fact that everybody has seen it to try and come out with a replica of it, people are going to see through that. Well,
2: maybe because it's already got that recognition. Because yeah. I think a lot of the time you're right. Remakes happen when it's huge in their country and Hollywood see that and go, oh, I reckon we could remake this, yeah. make a lot of money from this. You're right. Maybe that would be harder to do.
0: Yeah. You look at a lot of The, the Grudge, for example, mm. and a lot of those sort of horror movies. Yeah. The Departed was a bit different. Departed. Scorsese did a really good job with that. Right. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. such a good film. Mm. Mm. So, But... Worthy number chosen I'm going to bring something up with you though. Okay, please do. I I uncut like... gems was a bit stiff to miss out in the I, top ten. I
3: did have it in there. I, I yeah, really like it. That. Yeah. that was
0: a that was a tension thrill ride. Dude, I can yeah. kick yeah. out of seven of these pieces of shit. No, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke.
2: <laughs> but that was a very good film. Yeah. And refreshing to see Sandler do something that's of merit. Because yeah. he's been let's be honest, there's been a few uh, questionable films come yeah. out on netflix yeah of late yeah. yeah but he came through with the good oh my god but nonetheless
0: a very strong top 10 choices thank very you very well much done. For, mm. yeah. yeah i did i did like
3: uh certainly like that one. what would have been thought. number 11 good question Jeez. uh good question um yeah not so, I, I sort of had the extended list here and I, I think we sort of touched on a few of them but you know i had us up there um didn't mind yeah i can't uh, Uncut Gems I had Hotel Mumbai I thought was really good as well um, Based on a true story Hustlers as well oh, J-Lo was, Yeah, that was Jenny really good Jenny from the block Yeah, wow. was not bad so, she's, still yeah. Yeah, she's, still she's still got it too Holy shit she still got it
2: Wowzers
3: <laughs> Yeah, what did you guys Did you Any any others that you thought I think uh, Uncut unca- Gems yeah. Was yeah. very good Yeah Any uh, What would you just quickly, what would you guys, or or not quickly, what did you have in your top? Uh, would you say in your top uh, ten? Top or well, yeah. would, what would be number? <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't do the, the full ten like I this, this podcast might go for. Uh, yeah, one. it'll go
2: for another four hours. No, yeah. um, look, I thought maybe different orders, but I thought what you put in there was pretty concise. I probably would have slipped uncut gems in there.
3: If we're saying top three, quick. Go go your top threes quickly. I would have had Uncut
0: Gems at number three. Wow. Wow. Then I would have had... I'm just looking through the list at the moment. I would have had... I would say The Irishman, number two, and Joker, number one. Us would be in top five, though, as well. No, Parasite. What am I talking about? Parasite's got to be up there. That's no. uh, about five in the top three. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> top three, Joker, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, hey, this has been fun. What have we got? It's only been, been, it's been a two-hour banger. That's a big point.
0: Yeah. Glove, I said that before. I said it's going to go for two hours. Yeah, two that hours. is pretty impressive. Let's yeah. smack on two for hours For those who've lasted the distance here, well done. That I'm impressed that we have, to be Yeah, I know. you have had about four in
3: quarantine. We need something to pass us. Just, uh, ho- hopefully this is, this has been a little bit of a release for people and, uh, you know, it's obviously we're just experimenting and it would be a little bit of fun, but with the times at the moment, we're hoping we sort of get your mind off yeah. uh, the current situation just to talk about how great cinema is. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. S- send good. your feedback as well. Yeah, to, absolutely.
3: I was going to say, so to obviously this is sort of a, a once-off podcast, but um, we'll see what it develops to. But, um, yeah, remember to... Uh, to we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Real Features, that's um, Real, E L Features. Um, look us up um, and also comment and, and message us and and give us your thoughts. Let us know what you had in your top mm. 10, um, what films did we miss out, which, what films. If you love Terminator. Uh, you know, if you like you... Terminator, we yeah. want to hear about it, we want to get your feedback. So anyway, thanks everyone for your time. Thank you, uh, Paul Bonadio. Pleasure. Thank you, Sam Lavery. Gracias. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Cheers.